Good morning. It's good morning. Happy New Year. It's happy 2023. Yeah, that, I'll be I'll right? be writing the wrong date for at least two more weeks. <laughs> that's you're, that's being very optimistic. I feel. Yeah, I'll be still be putting 2022. 22, 2022 is so easy to write. So. Yeah. I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a bunch of twos. 23. One one year closer to retirement. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> one year closer to death. I mean retirement. Well, that's true too. But every every year is a year closer to retirement. And technically. death. And death. <laughs> yeah. It's unavoidable. <laughs> I'm gonna start telling. I should start telling that to my kids. Oh, you're one year closer to retirement. <laughs> and death. And. <laughs> And they'll get depressed that they haven't even started working yet. Well, you don't even. It's it's so true. You don't think about it when you're younger, but as you get older, you definitely think about that. Because you feel it. Oh yeah, I feel it in my <laughs> hips this week, man. My right hip is killing me. Ah, uh, that stinks. It's so weird as I can walk straight, I can bend straight. I, I, it's like a side-to-side movement that just kills me. Like if it just – if I move a, like a side-to-side movement, it, it just really hurts. It, it bothers you. Yeah. One of the big things is when I, I'm bagging and boarding comics, I tend to get on the floor and sit crisscross, applesauce. Yeah. And uh, I can't get out of that. I can't get out of that. Standard merging position. Yeah, and I can't. Oh, getting up. Yeah, getting up is brutal. (laughs) Well, that really kills my hips, man. I'm fine when I'm sitting there, and then it's just like, oh my god, this hurts. And then I try to stretch (laughs) my legs out, and I'm like, ah. Welcome to the old people getting older podcast. Yeah. I'm your host, old man Bill. And I'm and old, man always, old man Mike. With old man Mike. I don't have hip problems. My back is my sore spot. Well, my back was bothering me yesterday for the weirdest reason is I took Harley for a walk, not yesterday, but the day before, and it was like walking on ice that a Zamboni had just gone over. Like, it was was bad. And just the act of, like, a partial slip and then catching yourself. That's that's the worst. (laughs) No, but, like, I didn't fall. Yeah. But I had had at least, like... Falling is the worst, but, yeah, I've done that before, where you catch yourself and your body just goes out of whack. (laughs) Well, exactly, is, like, the motion to get yourself back on track is, like, an abnormal movement. Right, and it like shifts like shit like in the wrong spot. It, it, it activates muscles that don't get activated. Right, but it feels like things didn't get put back right, yeah. like when you shifted, and it's like, so I'm starting to recover from that. Well, I think muscles. I I don't know the. Ter- I'm sure there's a term for it, but like when you have like a quick motion, unexpected motion or something, I would. It can sometimes. I don't know what it does to the muscle, but damage it somehow. It's like when I remember one time, I think I was in 
college, maybe, or maybe just after, I was drying my hair with a towel. And for some reason, I twisted my neck weird when I was drying my hair, and then it hurt, my neck hurt for like two, two weeks afterwards. <laughs> is, that, is that when you had long hair? It might and be. you had to you, you had to <laughs> aggressively attack it. That's right. Yeah, it probably the, was. The, yeah, because now it doesn't really take much to dry my yeah, hair. Yeah, it doesn't. It's just like yeah, a couple back wipes. Then. Back then. I was just looking at like Facebook freaks me out because it tells you, oh, this is five years ago. This is that. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at a picture of me and Harley, and I was like, man, we both grayed out this year. Like. <laughs> Five years ago, we had no gray. We had we had no gray, <laughs> and now it's That's like funny. we're you're all gray. <laughs> so you've you've uh, Harley's caught up to you in age now. Yeah, <laughs> and will soon surpass you. But uh, that's probably true. Either I might have you... to look. I might have to look back even farther. I still remember at one Heroes, we were eating. At some restaurant, and you walked behind me and told me I had gray hairs on the back <laughs> of my head. And mocked well, me for I, it. I I think you gr- started graying before I did, though. Oh, I did. This was yeah. Yeah. This was probably I don't know six years ago, seven years now, ago. Now it's really noticeable because I shaved my head like pretty close, and you can't really tell it's gray, but <clears throat> for some ab- abnormal reason white hair grows out faster than black hair. I don't think it's an abnormal reason. I'm sure it's a perfectly normal reason. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't understand. Like, it just... Yeah, it, I'm not sure why. It, it's very noticeable because as the hair grows out, you'll see the white is is longer than the black. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just weird. So you have... Short shoon hair, except for the white strands popping. Yeah. <laughs> Even my nose hair's white now. Like I have like white nose hairs. I like. How did they get white? Yeah, that happens too. I don't ask me why. What kind of evolutionary need is there for nose hairs to be white? White. <laughs> how do we evolve to the point where our nose hairs need to be white to camouflage? Yeah, don't understand. In the snow, I guess. Forever, so no hidden our nose hairs won't give us away <laughs> we have one more day of freedom after today and then we're back to work oh man i'm so not looking forward to it <laughs> yeah me neither this is gonna be a rough one because i'm so enjoying not working <laughs> so same here and i feel like i feel like my first week you know my first week i was here i, w- I was actually home and then my second week I was gone and I, I, I felt like like I was like putting down my on my to do list like what I was actually doing in one note and I was getting a lot done just around the house, like just achieving things I wanted to do. Yeah. And then I went a week without doing anything because I wasn't here. Right. And now I came back and I just don't it's like, oh God, I gotta go back to work. I don't wanna work anymore. Like I don't wanna <laughs> And I was even being productive in terms of reading comics. Like I was reading a lot of comics, oh, and then cool. I went on the trip and I didn't read much. Yeah, I, I actually read less and I watched less. So it, I guess it was spending more time with family and going and driving from place to place. Yeah, yeah, it's, you're busy, so. Yeah, 
and it went by extremely fast. Like, I, I swear every year, two weeks seems like less and less. Like it just, I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird because at the at the beginning of a a break like that, you're like, wow, I got so much time off. Yeah. And before you know it, you're like, oh, there's only like two days left. <laughs> no. Yeah, that sucks. Back into the fire. But it's been nice to be off. And yeah, I, didn't I really accomplish half the stuff I wanted to, but that's. I okay. did. I, I didn't either, but uh, <clears throat> I did accomplish a lot. That's good. But there was a couple things I still can accomplish. Some I, I inventoried all those dark horse books that I did. Oh, all the new ones. But I didn't inventory all the funny books that I wanted in the long box. Oh uh, yeah. And I cleared the table, but I filled it back up because I got two shipments back to back. I got a shipment yesterday from the one that we had on hold. And then I got a shipment, the regular shipment yesterday. And I still mm. haven't felt like the smaller box size yet because are you still my, my, <laughs> my, old... my, well, my cuts are back like they start in January, I believe. Right. Uh, January slash February. And, um. So I, I still have still have pretty sizable amount of comic books. Yeah. So now and, how do you uh, feel when you receive a box that big? Are you like, ugh? Are you well, over I, it? Or... <laughs> no, I, I, I still I still am feeling like this is too much for me. Like it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like my hips are hurting and like I just like this is just too this is too much. And I want to I want to read more than process more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have so much to read. Like I, I could just like no, me, me too. storage unit alone. And, and my system's breaking now that I'm reading reading stuff in the storage unit because I started filing them by date. Mm-hmm. But when I pull the book out of the box, I don't put it back oh, into the same box. It? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I put it in the read, but, but then I run into a situation where the box is starting to empty. Because oh, I was the, the date box. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, I have to like merge it back, and then it lose the date because. Right. Right. It's just. Uh, That's right. Your your system doesn't account for actually reading the book, removing the books from the box. Yeah, because imagine if I have to write down every box that I pull it from. That's like fucking nightmare. And then even the process of going back to the storage unit and filing them back into the box it belonged is a pain in the ass. And the way I was doing it before kind of worked because on one side of the storage unit are all the red books, the books I've read mm-hmm. by date, and then the books that I've need by to date? read. Yeah, well, rough date. Like I'll say, here's what I read from September to October or whatever. <laughs> so you, they're filed by the date you read them. Yeah. Which which sort of matches my the way I record it, right? So like I'll know like what box they're on right. roughly, because what? I I write I recorded like I I I've never kept track of like how many comics I read a year. But before the holiday, I was like, you know what I want to see because I always see those people post, oh here's where I am on my goals for 500 out of 500 or whatever. Or out of a thousand, and I was like, I, I really wonder where I'm at. If I'm, am I above or below these people? In terms of red reading. comics, yeah. yeah. 
and I was above because I came out I came out to about 1200 comics but um and that's not including everything because I only counted up until the point I had the Mike M's weekly reads where I actually record how many Marvel, how many DC and how many others I read. Yeah. Right, the breakdown. Yeah, the breakdown, so I yeah, I don't I don't know, but I, it's an interesting metric I want to start keeping like how many I read. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that would be interesting i don't know if it's particularly useful unless you're going to use that to motivate you to buy less comics <laughs> or buy more i don't know <laughs> well you figure if you figure well if i'm reading this many comics a year and i own this many comics that means i'll be able to finish re- reading all these comics when i'm 205 years old <laughs> <laughs> when i'm 512 i'll have be caught up <laughs> <laughs> if I stop buying right now. Good thing we can take our comics with us when we die. Yeah, that's I remember, cool. I remember I read that in the Bible. All right. <laughs> I got to read that passage. I don't remember which passage it is. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> what are you going to do when you show up in hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tra- trade comics for favors. Oh, I see. I'm going to pay off the uh, security guards at the pits of fire and say, hey, man, if you let me go, if you let me just have a break today and not go in the pit of fire, I'll, you can have uh, Lord of the Jungle number one <laughs> <laughs> from Dynamite Comics. And I'll say, oh, is that good? And I'll say, yeah, it's pretty good. I'll say, all right. Then I'll go yeah, I was, on a, um, I was on a Dynamite <laughs> tear when I came back. Like, I, that's all I wanted to read. As I, I'm looking, I was looking through the new previews because it just came in my box yesterday. Oh. And I was like, God damn image. Like, I was planning on really reducing them, but they have like Ed Brubaker, you know, like Greg Rucka, like all kinds of stuff that I really want to read. And then they're still expanding the Radiant Massive Universe or whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I like all of that stuff. So I'm like, ah. Yeah. There, there really wasn't, even there was an uh, Emma Kubert book. And I was like, well, maybe I can I can skip on this one. And I was like, I read the preview pages. And I'm like, wow, this is really good art. <laughs> this, looks, <laughs> this looks fantastic. And um, yeah, I, I, I guess I guess my hope is that I, I don't want to affect Antarctic because I love their books. Like they're they're like they could be my third favorite publisher. Right, and you want to support them. And Dynamite, I still I it still rocks my world. Like what Dynamite does. Like yeah. I I, I just you've you've cut down on your variant covers for Dynamite. So yeah, yeah. You've you've redu- you've reduced the number you're getting of Dynamite. It's hard though because. Draculina, man. Oh my god. I looked at the covers of the back of Draculina and I'm like, damn it, why didn't I get some of these? <laughs> yeah. Like the Gilliam March. Why didn't I get that one? Well, I got the Gilliam Marches, but the 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 woman that does the uh, Colleen Turner or whatever her name is. Oh, Colette. the main cover. Yeah, I do not she, mind the main cover. <laughs> she draws great. Oh, it's fantastic. Like I, it, it's a very smooth. It's a very sexy line, and like if I. If I compared the marches 
to to her cover on the cover A. I almost like hers better, at least for the first three. For the last mm-hmm. three, I liked March's better. March's. But it was it was amount of layout and like how they had it. And I was like, wow, I like hers better. <laughs> but I did buy all the March's covers, so like I, okay. I, I you, did have you did all of double his. Double down on those, yeah. yeah. And there, there, the, there's the Dracolina cosplayer that I like. That I don't know. I there's there's one cosplayer. She's only done two of them, but she does the Dracolina. I'm like, God, oh, I just love I love her hips, I'll man. Have to find that. I'll She's find got her these hips. Beautiful hips. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't have my reading glasses. <laughs> I can't see her beautiful hips. They're, there you they're go. All bl- they're all blurry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the Twilight Zone. No, I don't have my reading uh, glasses. The Twilight Zone marathon is still going on, I think. It started yesterday and in today. Now, what's that on? I think it's on sci-fi. Uh, Barb is truly more of a Twilight Zone fan than I'm. I'm I'm more of a Three's Company. Like I, oh I, yeah, I, 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 I am I, I still like fascinated by Pluto TV. Like I, I find it, I find it so retro the way the guide is and stuff, mm-hmm. in their programming that I actually like the commercials. Like I, I, I expect them <laughs> to be there. I don't know. It's like um, it's like putting on a. Feels like you're watching a channel back in the day. Yes. Even though the commercials are brand new. Yeah. I'm looking for glasses. Come on, glasses. I watched a lot of Three's Company and a lot of Seinfeld. Have you watched Three's a Crowd yet? No, it hasn't shown up. I wonder if it will on Pluto. It it will. I've seen it. Well, I don't know if I've seen it there. I've seen the Ropers for sure. Yeah, I, should watch, I never watched The Ropers. I need to watch that. It's pretty good. It's the, it's the same wit. Right. And even the Three's Company people show up from time to time. Cameos, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should watch that. That would, that would uh, extend my Three's Company enjoyment. But I was even looking at like I love horror horror movies and uh, Pluto Terror, like they were showing the Rob. I'm I'm like I'm so into Rob Zombie. They're showing the Rob Zombie Halloweens and I was watching them just earlier. <laughs> cool. What are you drinking? Coffee? Uh, tea. Chai tea. Oh, uh, chai tea. That's gonna put you to sleep, bro. It doesn't. No, it has caffeine. It's black, black tea. I thought chai tea was the one that makes you sleepy. No, that's chamomile. Oh, chamomile. Okay. Chai tea just has like spices in it. Like, I don't know, cinnamon and cardamom and other things. Ah. Delicious. But it won't put me to sleep. Although I am tired. I am damn, too. I'm pretty damn tired. Fireworks. I like it. When I went to bed last night, I could hear fireworks and music. The bass from music. Oh, you live in a party suburb? <laughs> Apparently. I heard yeah. gunfire and uh, 
and fireworks. Yeah, we had lots of, I, I could hear lots of fireworks. But I slept, yesterday, here's what I remember. <laughs> we went out to eat, and I ate this big-ass cheeseburger. I mean, it was huge. Sometimes me and Barb split it, and I ate the whole thing. Whoa. And uh, a plate of fries. And I Whoa. came back, like, really, it, we ate late. Like, we didn't have breakfast. We ate around 3 o'clock. Well, I did have cereal, so I, I lied. I ate some cereal, and then I ate that meal. And I, when I came back, I was like, oh, God, I was, like, sleepy because I ate so much. Mm -hmm. And uh, all I remember is watching Seinfeld as Barb was talking to Daryl. They were, they were talking about their TV shows. Mm -hmm. And I remember I fell asleep. Like, I, mm -hmm. I, I passed out, and then I woke up. After she hung up the phone, so like after she was done talking to Daryl, because we were supposed to watch the, the Glass Onion or whatever that the new Knives Out, yeah, whatever it's called, we were, we were supposed to watch that. So I said, oh, let's start it. And then I re I remember feeding Harley yesterday, which was 8:30, and then we must have started it shortly after that. And I watched about 45 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, and I said, you know what, I'm not going to make it. And then I passed out again. And then I woke up at 11.30 p.m., and I it was right before Barb, go, she goes outside and Smokes. Watch, yes, <laughs> watch the uh, fireworks on the peak, because they... At the top of Pikes oh, they Peak, they have the yeah. yeah they have the fireworks in our backyard. You can see uh, the the top of the peak. If you nice. go out the back and look to your left, you can see the top of the mountain. Okay. So she she always does that, and I I never go sure. do it because I'm like I don't want to get shot. Like it could just be one one bullet, somebody firing a bullet, and then boom, I'm dead. And I just because I have seen fireworks and big deal. You could take an umbrella or something. <laughs> yeah, that would save you from a bullet. <laughs> well, if it went sh shade up in the air, I'm talking about like a misfire. Yeah, I know Oops. what you're talking about. It actually might save you if it went straight up in the air, it came straight down, or it came at an angle and landed on your umbrella. It'll sl slow it down a little. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you it depends, a piece of wood or depends on if it's a shotgun. I think the shotgun would... The shell falls back into the the ground, and the rest of the bullet yeah, just, would come down eventually. Yeah, the little pellets would rain down. Those rain down, yeah. You Gravity would bring them down, and the umbrella would protect me. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I just got saved. For as much as I liked fireworks oh. as a kid, I don't like them anymore. Like, I... No, I don't. I don't. I don't like the loud sound and the boom and the like. It, it freaks me out. It doesn't freak me out. Bottle I just don't get getting much hit of with a thrill <laughs> out of them anymore. I think yeah. when you're young, it's like new and different. But I've seen them. I mean, they're the same every year. <laughs> yeah, it's like a light in the sky as a flower. Boom. It'd be cool if you're like right there, and it looks like they're falling down on you. Yeah. But from a distance, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> if they were the shape of Mickey Mouse or something like that, I don't know, maybe. But um, yeah, I, 
I woke up and I read some more Draculina because I read all six of them. <laughs> but, I did watch the fireworks at Disney World when we went there. Yeah, I did too. Those are cool. Yeah, but that you're kind of right there because you're standing. Well, I like I like the, the Disney I like the Disney World stuff okay. and. But but one thing I'm gonna miss about this vacation is my ability to nap when I want and wake up when I want and do what I want. Like I I, mm-hmm. I like that. Like even yesterday I was I was able to go to sleep, wake up, and then come back up and read. So I I was good with that. I I'm like not. That. I've never been much of a napper, so. Well, I'm not a napper. I guess I I'm, I napping. sleep when I sleep. <laughs> I slept. I was in deep sleep. A nap is I don't know. Is it a nap deep sleep? It was a, I was uh, I was gone. I think a nap is sleeping during the day. Outside I, of your normal sleep schedule. Well, I don't normally nap, but I like to nap before I get up again, like after seven. <laughs> I like to take a nap. And now you can't. Yeah. Harsh realities of the real world are encroaching. And starting the first, a lot of the grocery stores can't have plastic anymore. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think you have to bring your own bag or buy their bags. or. Well, they sell the paper ones, I assume. They sell stuff. Yeah, you have to spend 10 cents a bag or something. For the paper ones? I don't know if they can have plastic and you spend 10 cents a bag. That's a lot for a plastic bag. But uh, I don't I don't know yet. I got to figure out. it out. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. I, I repurpose those plastic bags. Those are poop bags for Harley. Yeah, a lot and, of people and, do And that. then I use them. I use also use them for trash bags like... The small trash, yeah, small, yeah, yeah I have one like in my the room. ones in my bedroom and the ones in the bathroom. Yeah, I, could use I mean, those. but to be fair, poop bags and garbage bags are not that expensive, so you could easily just buy them. Yes, I can. Because I get, I'd rather not. I get dog, I get dog poop bags for my cat litter, your kitty litter, and you a box a, of like. You have a dog too, don't you? No. Or I thought you did. Why do you think I have a dog? Maybe what do you I'm think my thinking dog's of, name uh, is? <laughs> what do you think my dog's Her- name is? Harold? Harold. <laughs> Harold. Come here. <laughs> Come here, Harold. No, Harold. Okay, we call him Harry. Mm-hmm. Hal for short. Hal, yeah. H. Some old... You're old. I <laughs> <laughs> call him old hair, old hair, old, old hair. We call him old, the old hair. The old hair. So he's like an old rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I was looking for that manga Z on um, Comixology because I, I was wondering if I could read number one and they don't have it. So that's weird. It's one of those things. Oh, really? They don't? Yeah. Probably the, that's interesting. What uh, what issue are they up to? In... I think they're up to like six. 
I think. Five. Ooh, it's listening number ten. Yeah, I started buying it. I read I read the I read number two, so I wasn't too far off from mm-hmm. the one you read. Yeah. <laughs> and I read it wrong. Well, one of the st- the way issue two was is they were all part twos of whatever happened in number one. Mm-hmm. And the first half of the book was you read it like you read a normal comic book. And then normal being American comic book, the American comic book. Yeah. And then, uh, I got to the second one and I read the caption wrong. It says, read these from right, yeah, to, from left. right to left, but yeah. I didn't read the line underneath it, which said, start at the back. So I like read, I read like, oh, I was so you like, read the panels the correct I was, way. I, but the yeah, but the I read the, <laughs> and I was reading it backwards. So I was like, this isn't making sense. Like I, re- I was five pages in and I'm like, I'm really not understanding. Like, this, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, this is bad. And then I, I turned to the back page and it was the kind of like the first page I could tell. Cause it was like the cover of. Yeah, whatever it was, the title page. And then I started reading it the right way. But ironically, the the backwards story, the last story was actually my favorite in the whole book, too. That was mine. (laughs) That was mine, too. It's about the the girl and the the little guy. Yeah, that was so good. I liked that one. And then there was like a roaring 20s, like, oh, yeah, the flapper, the flap. Oh, my God, the art in that. Yeah, that was really I, good. I was just well. There's something about flapper girls that just amazes oh, yeah, me. Oh yeah, sure. Like I, I, I find it like, I've always wanted to do a guesser, a guesser cover, and I wanted to have like flappers around him, like, <laughs> even though it has nothing to <laughs> nothing do, to do with it. It yeah. has nothing to do with it. Just have I, just to have flappers. Just the sexy flappers, like three flappers, you know, grabbing his leg and. Holding his shoulder and <laughs> fawning over him. Well, there, there. I started watch my new exercise. I, I finally, I was watching a bunch of like, um, what would you call horror where they're like hunting, human hunting, <laughs> horse horror <clears throat> flicks. Yeah. That involve camping. I, I went on a terror and watched like three of them. And then I was like, well, what am I going to watch next? And uh, I started watching Sandman. And in Mm. the first episode of Sandman, there's a flapper. And I was like, oh, man, she's gorgeous. (laughs) So, yeah. I have not started watching Sandman yet. Yeah, it helps that I've read the comics recently because I was revisiting them, so... Yeah, I'm wondering I th- I, if I should read the comic first. I think it's. I think I'm getting more out of it, because I had started Sandman, I don't know, about six months ago and fell asleep. And now I'm glad I went back and rewatched the first episode. And it's a good morning thing because the pace of it is not fast. So it's not a good exercise show. No, it's good. I'm just more alert than if I watch it like right before bed. Oh, you exercise in the morning, that's right. Yeah. 
We'll see. <clears throat> I just started season two of Warrior Nun, so. Oh, there you go. I'm good. That's a good exercise show. Keeps my attention. The canceled Warrior Nun. Yes, I'm not happy about that. I would like to know how they determine whether something they want to keep going with or I, I would think I would think they'd be lo- looking at all the streaming metrics that's one input but also mm-hmm. the cost of what it took to make sure and just see like well we we have a million people watching this but we spent like <laughs> if they overspent then maybe right, that million people is not formula, enough formula they use yeah to determine the ROI or whatever. And I think part of it is probably also the buzz it gets. Although you figure that's going to affect the viewing numbers anyway, so maybe they just use the viewing numbers. Yeah. It could be. It could be they, <clears throat> they're willing to allocate a certain amount of dollars per view or whatever, a certain amount of money per view. And if that ratio gets too far off, then... You get axed. Because, I mean, yeah, that show can't be cheap to make. But you have to put in, like, it seems like streaming is even extra complex. Because you you have to look at metrics like, did they finish it? Or did they just watch the first one? You know, like, you got to look at all kinds Reten- of weird... Yeah, retention and stuff. Yeah, your retention rates. You have to look at cost. You have to look at even subscribers, because like, if your subscribers are flatlined, what are you bringing in by putting this there? Are you keeping them? Or are you, are you losing them? Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. com- it's very complicated. That's gonna be very hard to pinpoint, though. Yeah. But ju- I mean, just looking at the numbers should tell you that, because you figure if if a numbers for a show are dwindling, then obviously people are bailing on it but if they're going up then they're consistently going up then you know it's catching on but i don't know what kind of time frame they give things because some things might take a while to how how long when you're exercising how far into a warrior nun episode do you get i usually do half an hour so you're so about if it's a really good episode, you might finish. I usually it. don't finish, but I I get like about two-thirds of the way through. And then, yeah, so I do like, if I start watching the episode, I get two-thirds of the way through. And then the next time on, I watch the last third and the beginning third of the next one. And then the third time I do it, I watch the last two-thirds. So. Well, depending <laughs> on the, the pacing for me, is I'll do like 30 to 40 minutes. And then if there's only 10 minutes left, sometimes I'll... As I'm, through. I'll, pow- I'll I'll watch the next ten minutes while I'm not on the elliptical. Oh, you cheat! Yeah, <laughs> I don't cheat. But it, but it's only if I'm really into that particular episode. Yeah. Like the one thing I was glad that I revisited, um, and I did this over the the holiday, was uh, Black Summer season two, because I loved season one. 
I started watching season two and I just said, no, nah, I'm just not feeling it. Okay. Well, I went, I went back and watched it with my father-in-law and he, my father-in-law got obsessed with it too, because he was just like, why are they making these decisions? Like they they make some really odd decisions throughout that episode, but it's total chaos because black summer, it's like walking dead, but like it's filmed it's filmed more like a video game, like a it's a video game, and sometimes the camera is through POV, and like sometimes it's not, but it's very fast paced because these these zombies, man, their sprints are fast. Like I mm. wouldn't survive in this world very long. There's no way. You'd be so like, like my my hip. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would be I'd be done. There's there's no way. Like I'd either have to try to decapitate the thing in in a, a rabid zombie is hard to like guess where they're going to be because they're just going their mouth is going like cha cha. It's like trying to bite you right. at incredible speeds and uh you don't know like how it's going to attack or or what angle it's going to attack from. I, yeah, I'd, I'd pretty much be dead. But the the thing I find fascinating about Black Summer is it's almost like if you're going to shoot somebody, it you could be in bad trouble. Because, like, if they're, they're, let's let's say there's a bunch of people that you're in a house and, and you're surrounded by a bunch of military people. Those military people, even though they're they're armed, they could lose the battle if the person in the house strategically hits three of those people and they turn to zombies and then start attacking their own. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's what happens is like, it, it's very questionable. Like, should I shoot this motherfucker? Like if I don't shoot him in the head, I'm done. Right. Like they're just gonna, they're going to attack me and attack my friends and attack, yeah, so it's just it, it's it's like nuts, and it, it amazes me that Black Summer spawned off of that Z Nation TV show because it's like to, it's filmed like totally different. The quality is way better in Black Black Summer. I've never seen Z Nation. Yeah, that was on Sci-Fi. Yeah, I did watch I think just one episode of Black Summer. I need to go back to it. The first season's way better in, in, in terms of, I, I guess in terms of having like 20 different threads that all merge at the end. This one mm -hmm. is, is very similar, except it's like, it's utter chaos that you can't really, you can't really root for anybody. Like you can't, because they don't last long. Like it, it just like, Okay, here's somebody oh, so else. Boom. Yeah, yeah, you it's don't like get connected to anyone <laughs> emotionally. Yeah, I was connected to one guy in Black Summer, and I don't know what happened to him. His name was—I forget what his name was—but he was hunting this. He he was a black man, and he was hunting another black man. And you you don't know why, other than they were both in gangs, and he try they he tries to like form a relationship with this other guy 
and then all of a sudden his he's gone. His name was Braithwaite. I remember exactly. And uh, I don't know if the other guy killed him or not. It didn't explain it, and it was driving me nuts because he was Braithwaite, the guy that was hunting the other guy. He was fascinating. Like he was the only character I latched onto in the show, and then I don't know what happened to him. I assume he died. I assume he got killed by by the the guy that he was hunting. But they sort of became buddies over all the chaos, even though they were enemies. But uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I liked Black Summer quite a bit. Yeah, I need to get back to that at some point. And then Yellowstone is God dang! I just love that show. That's that show. I can't. I couldn't never break up and say I'm gonna just watch. And if I if Yellowstone is one of those ones that if I it was even late, I would let's go to the next one, Barb. Let's go to the next one. If I if it wasn't week to week, I would just keep going and going and going. Because I can't get enough of it. And then yeah. I, I'm all caught up on The Good Doctor, and it's been really good. We just watched uh, the uh, couple episodes with the... Uh, don't want to spoil stuff. The uh, the uh, the attacker in the hospital scene episodes. Yeah, there's, there's a very interesting theme there. If you saw who the attacker did, did yeah. you get to the point who he got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the outcome of one of the doctors, right? Yeah, it, we don't know the, the outcomes yet. That that that's a fascinating that that that's a story fascinating storyline. Like in an upcoming, it's <laughs> yeah. it's still ongoing. Like it's still not, and the I'm all caught up. Yeah, the repercussions of it, of it yeah. It, to me is like one of the, my favorite threads in the show. Yeah, that's cool. Those are that was some stressful episodes. <laughs> and the new doctors they got in this season are good. Like the previous season's new doctors, I there was like two or three I didn't like. But this mm-hmm. season like I like them all. They're all very very interesting. So, yeah, I I, en- I enjoyed that's enjoyed good. that quite a bit. There was one episode that I didn't like. It was about six tuplets, like six babies. That was, yeah. that, that was the only one that I didn't like. <laughs> well, you don't like babies, so six of them. Yeah, I was like, okay, you're six babies now. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one. But, yeah, I... I'm all caught up in The Good Doctor, and that was really good. I watched Wednesday, which that yeah, I haven't was seen that phenomenal. Yet, yeah, hearing good things about it, for it, sure. Tim Burton is the producer on it, and it's filmed like a Tim Burton movie, so it That's has cool. that dark yeah, setting. I, I really like his stuff. Yeah, me too. I'm not a huge fan of his, but I like the... Aesthetic, his aesthetic. I guess I do like his stuff. That's not true. But yeah, I just haven't, I haven't got around to that one yet. And the three movies I watched were The Hike. This, that was the best one. That was about 
five women, one which was ex-army, going into hike with her friends, and there's a bunch of people that hunt people in the mountains. So I watched the hike. I liked that one. That one seemed like it was Australian-made, or uh, they had, like, Australian accents. Yeah. So I, I think it was. It didn't sound English to me, but very heavy accents, but I, I like that one. And then Death Hunt was 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 an interesting one. I, I, I liked it, but not quite as much. It was about a guy that was turning farmland into uh, money, like uh, resorts and stuff like that. And he goes to a town with a girlfriend. He's, so he's cheating on his wife. And for some reason, uh, these hunters decide they're going to take them to an island and hunt them. So it's another human hunting one. And then Canyonlands, I thought was going to be another weird one in, in the terms of like hiking and hunting. But yeah. then it went the supernatural route. And I, I, I don't I didn't care for the supernatural slant, but it's like five six individuals or five individuals win a contest to go white water rafting. And one of the, the guy who normally does the white water rafting decides, no, I don't, I don't, he got, he got hurt. So he's like, I can't do this. So one of the other women that doesn't want anything to do decides to take him on and take him on this trip. And then there's like a supernatural, I like to call him pickaxe peak, Pete, uh, like minor looking thing that goes after and starts hunting them. Mm-hmm. And then it's got like Native American themes uh, where the Native American spirits are sort of protecting her. But uh, the supernatural, like I, I, I like the up until it got real supernatural. So, yeah. And now now I'm watching Sandman, so I don't know where that's going to take me, but I always like to look for movies that are recommended to me you liked this so you like death yeah, yeah. go check out like the this. hike go yeah. check out this <laughs> it like says okay. for some reason you like human hunting movies or cannibalism <laughs> go check out this <laughs> you like people getting hunted and killed <laughs> you would love human hunting zone i i, I do like movies where there's like I spit on your grave where, where they mess up the wrong people mess with the wrong woman. And then she goes and hunts them back. You know, like I like that theme. Yeah, those are good. So that's pretty much all I watched was very little considering the long break that I, I took. Yeah. I haven't watched a lot either we did watch uh the new enola james james holmes movie <laughs> i don't even know what that is it's the enola new, holmes the sherlock holmes sister oh, okay movies. yeah i didn't even know about them i didn't even know he had a sister uh he at some point someone wrote a book and made up a sister that he has i don't i don't know if she was in the original stories, probably not. Does she have the Moriarty 
kind of villain. Well, Sherlock is also in it, so he does. Oh. He's the he's a Henry Cav- Cavill is that Cavill? Yeah. He plays Sherlock Holmes. So, it, it he's in it, but it's more it's focused on her. So it's kind of her story and living in his shadow, and she wants to be a a detective as well. What is that on? Uh, Netflix. Oh, okay. I think the first one was in the theater. The second one, I don't know if it came to the theater for. I think it might have just been a Netflix original. I know the first one was in the theater because I remember I saw it in the theater. Huh. I've never heard of it, which is really weird. Well, it doesn't involve hunting anyone, so. Well. <laughs> so it probably doesn't pop up. I've watched Sherlock Holmes movies, though. <laughs> but does Netflix know that? Probably not, because I saw him in the theater. Netflix probably doesn't know that. Yeah, Netflix only knows that you like watching people getting Netflix chased and doesn't. Killed. Netflix's algorithm has degraded, though. I like Amazon Prime's algorithm. Like it, Amazon Prime knows when I'm focused on something. Like when I go into a a Western theme, it like knows that I want to watch another Western. Like it, <laughs> yeah, whatever, they do. Whatever its algorithm does, it like knows. It knows my short attention span. Like I need to rotate out of superheroes into westerns, or I need to. I'm gonna watch some horror now, or I'm gonna watch some suspense. It like knows that. It it whatever algorithm it knows where I'm going, like where I want to go. <laughs> That's why I like it because it it sort of knows my short attention. Like I can't do too much of one thing, and I once I pick something else, it knows that I've vectored. And I, I'm going right. to start going down this I'm rabbit hole. Those ones. Yeah, I'm very much a rabbit hole guy. So it like it. I know it. It does. It really. Do, it does a good job of like if you look at a movie and then it'll show you like related movies. Because yeah. I've done stuff where I add stuff to my watch list, and then I just look to see what it recommends and just go down the line because like odds are half of them I'm going to want to add <laughs> to my list. Yeah. It's a good way of discovering things. For sure. Did, did I think get... they have a good database in terms of figuring out what how movies are related. Because I think they use like the actors and the directors and the writers and all kinds of things to determine that. Yeah. But for sure, if you're looking... They do a really good job at... You can be looking at like a very narrow genre, say like 80s campy movies. It'll give you like... A bunch of them that you never even heard of before. Oh yeah, and that—that's one of the things I did because I was doing so much comic ma- maintenance. Is um, I started to watch. Well, I, I probably already talked about this, but I, I started down watching like I Love You Man and Zach and Mary make a porno. Even though I've seen them like a gazillion times, forty-year-old mm-hmm. oh. virgin. You know, I started. <laughs> Watching yeah, you just them wanted again. Background, background noise. Yeah, and I get caught up in them again because I like them so much. But it knows that I'm going down that path too. Yeah. I didn't get as much comic merging done as I wanted to. Yeah, I. I did I still... my DCs, but I 
I, I, that's as far as I got. <laughs> you're, so, you're so engrossed in number ones and stuff, though, that I wouldn't think there would be too much merging. I think your merging I would do in, like, no time. <sighs> well, yeah. So I have, let me see, how many Marvel boxes do I have to merge? I'm looking right now. That's but, not Marvel. but you don't have a lot of sequential books that go from box to box oh, cool. to merge. Because you, you get trades That's and Marvel. stuff. Marvel new. Oh, maybe I don't have a lot of Marvel. Well, I do have, yeah, I guess I don't have a lot of Marvel. I thought I had a Marvel box to merge. Where is it? Maybe the label fell off it. But I do have non-Marvel. So my independent stuff to merge, I do have, let's see, one, two, or two, three, four, four, four or five short boxes. Looks like four. So I got four short boxes I need to, oh, there's another one, five. <laughs> five short boxes that I need to merge into. A bunch of number ones. That have no, to these be merged number... alphabetically. No, those aren't number ones. Number ones I don't merge. I have box separate boxes for number ones. That's weird. I decided to do that. Well, do you do? You don't do any Marvels ongoing. So what is happening? Are these back issues? These that are you're back merging? issues. Okay, yeah, these gotcha. are all back issues that I need to merge. Yeah. No, the new stuff I just. If it's just ones where I got number one and that's it, then it just goes in a number one box. Boom, done. Hey, I, I, I just wanted to touch base on this, but uh, I, I read the fourth issue of Astronaut Down, <laughs> oh, and yeah. I, I think I finally, I finally get what's really going on. Like oh. I, I finally, after four issues, I sort of. You might know what's happening. I, well, we, you kind of knew what was happening in one, but it, it's not really spelled out. And then yeah, you, it sort of builds details. on it in two and three, and then four, it kind of like, you know, you know where the astronaut is and how he got there, mm -hmm. and the situation that he came from. So, I, I, I don't know how it's going to end up, and I hope, I hope it finishes because aftershock is in a world of hurt right now with bankruptcy and not oh, paying yeah. their creators and all that stuff. Hopefully but they're. I hope they're, they're able the, to finish that book. Yeah, hopefully they're already printed. They're still soliciting new books, though. Like I, I, I looked in the new previews and there were two new books, both of which I wanted to try. Um, I, because I, I have been cutting aftershocks lately, and the two that they put out, they put a Ray Fox uh, horror book, which I, I read Ooh. the premise, and you know how I'm iffy on Ray ray fox but yeah i like him i i, I like what was in the write-up so i was like oh this sounds good um i should check this out and then there was an another one that that looked interesting to me but i i think like things that are are decreasing it seems like source point press is decreasing it, it seems like Vault is staying pretty steady, but not growing and shrinking. Valiant yeah, they, has they gone never, to nothing. Like they, Vault was smart because they never really expanded hugely. They always seem to keep it contained. Scout is is still pretty big. Like it, it. I I need to I need to read more Scout 
because I need to determine what I'm really liking and what I'm not. Like I, I read, I read we something put called some scouts on our list for next time. Yeah. There was a ton of number ones that came in my last box. Like it was just yeah. a slew of them. But, uh, I, I read, was it Tris nickel or something weird like that? And I had a bunch of them. This, they're, oh, yeah, they're already... you should have told me I could have read that one. Well, I, I read, I, I, one. I read it and I didn't like it. And I was like, I, I could have easily not done this. Like, yeah. But who knows? Because it could. It was one of those number ones that, in my opinion, it was so shallow, and didn't didn't there give me wasn't enough, enough meat. There yeah. wasn't enough meat on the bone, but it could be like astronaut down, where I'm like, oh, this this really turned out pretty cool i think as i thought astronaut don had enough meat on the bone you just don't know what kind of meat you're eating <laughs> uh, well that's part of it like, like what is this I'm what, is, my what mouth? the hell is this know. stuff <laughs> well it had more way more meat on the bone than this that tris nickel or whatever the heck it is called <laughs> trisket i think yeah trisket i didn't like it i'll have to read that one but uh how's the art the art the cover looks interesting it might be more in your style than it is mine. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that style. Um, you might. It's very. Um, it looks almost know. like that China stylized uh, type art. I I didn't think the art went well with what they were trying to tell in the story. Sometimes. Interesting. Sometimes the story is too straightforward to warrant a very um, experimental art. I well, I don't know if experimental is a good word for it. A non-traditional art style. Yeah. This one, the way it reads, that it should be traditional art. Like it, it's the way I read it. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to check it out. I know it's in my box because I, I almost pulled it the other day. Well, I, I went to the storage unit and I, I hate to, I, w- I didn't recommend it because I didn't like it. I, I, I did a bill. Yeah. Like I. I but I, then you decided felt, to talk about it anyway. Well, I was trying to. <laughs> To get to a point is I, I need to evaluate Scout a little closer. Like yeah, not the to the everything. Scout horror stuff always appeals to me, but some of the other books that they they, they pump out a lot of number ones. Yeah, and that that's an area where I I probably could trim down. I I gotta read the solicits a little better and say you know what that's good or. It's got the one that publishes the Joe, whatever his name or. Is it Joe? Schmal key? Yeah. Books. Yeah, those are guys. Those ones I get. Matter of yeah. fact, I, I think I pulled one of the Joe Schmalky books. Let me let me see. Uh, I went and got the my, the rest of my Black Flamingo because I wanted to continue. I pulled a uh, Agent of World. It's like it's spelled like Worldy. I, I read number one of that. 
Um, did you did not like it? The art is insanely amazing. Oh, uh, sort of. No, I didn't really care for it. But it's weird because the art in that is like it, there's almost too much. There's too much detail in the art. Like it really needs to be bigger pages for the amount of detail he put in those pages. Yeah. Like having it at normal comic size is a disservice to the art. Well, we it kind of jumbles up everything. Well, I'm gonna read that one. Um... Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear your take on it. And then I picked Behemoth because it was Chris Kapiniak and J.K. Woodward. Oh yeah, I need to read that. So we can add that to our list. Yeah, I want to read that Behemoth. one. And... <laughs> And then I picked a book called The Ballad of Gordon Ballycorn. Oh, yeah. Barleycorn. I have that. I have not read it. We can have that, too. Barleycorn. Ballad of Gordon Barleycorn. It looks really weird. (laughs) Yeah, like... The interesting thing of this one... Is it, they're publishing that under the Black Caravan label, and it doesn't look like a Black Caravan book. It, it looks it looks more like a Agent of World type. Yeah, I'm, strangeness. I'm, if I had to guess, I would not have guessed that it was a uh, it was under that line. Those, that yeah. line, those books are the ones that appeal most to me. Same same, same thing for me too is in just this, this is just me in general. Um I can watch a really bad horror film and enjoy it. Like the horror genre like is easy an easy kill for me. Like it's it, it is the one genre that could be bad and I can still like. You still like it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we we just watched what what the hell did we watch? We watched another big uh on Paramount Plus. What the hell was it? It wasn't Nope. Nope we saw on Peacock. You saw Nope, right? We talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we talked about um, Nope. Yeah, what is the one we just watched? That's gonna frustrate the hell out of me. Oh, smile. That was really okay. good. Really good. Yeah, I've haven't, I haven't not seen that yet. I'd like to though. Uh, it 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 has some similar themes of other horror movies, but is different and very. It has some very creepy. There there were at least two scenes that it made me jump. Like, ah, yeah. <laughs> they were scary. But uh, yeah, I liked that one. So the of all the major horror movies that were released I've seen at the theater or on streaming because it was Nope, Smile. We're talking about hits. These these movies had low budgets and they made a lot of money. Um, the other one was uh, Barbarian. That was outstanding. Uh, yeah, that seems to be getting a lot of press. The Menu, another one that I thought was really, really good. Yeah, you and like that and then um, the only one that I'm missing is X and Pearl, and it's because it's not on a streaming service it's not that I have. Yet. 
but I'm yeah. very tempted uh, because the rental cost. No, the you, they don't even have a, a rental on those options. You have to either buy it now for twenty bucks, yeah. which is to me it's it's steep. Like for a, if you're a gonna buy do it, that, you might. If you're better off just subscribing to whatever service has it exactly <laughs> because I can add it. I can add Paramount Plus for one year for almost less than buying two movies. Yeah, <laughs> does that make sense? Okay. I could buy. Yeah. I, I could get it for an entire year, then then pay for the the two Pearl and yeah. X, the, the two yeah, movies yeah. I want to watch. Yeah, so. And there's one comic you suggested that I didn't read because I didn't buy it. Yeah. And I I was like, you know what? This is a perfect opportunity to, to go put it on Comixology and read it. And then I looked at the price of a digital copy and I said, Nope, not doing it. <laughs> so it was it was four four ninety nine, which is five bucks for yeah. a digital copy. And there, I was like, There's just no way I'm going to yeah, spend full cost on a digital a digital they're copy. Just, they're just bending you over on that cuz it's like Well, especially like as, a number at, at 1, like us... I don't even know charge less on the number 1 so you can suck me in whether I like it or not, right? Yeah. Should be a dollar 99. Well, yeah, I don't know why they charge full price for digital other than Maybe the comic stores want them to, or the comic stores want them to charge a lot for digital. So people say, "I'm not going to get digital. I'll just go into the store and get it for the same price." Well, so so when I saw that cost, I was like, "I could do it," but I was like, "That's just a little too steep." But if it was two ninety nine, I would have done it. So like, I would have yeah. just bought it digitally because I, I that book didn't make it in my cuts. So I, mm-hmm. it was that vault book. Um, I forget what you called it. I don't even remember what I. Yeah. What I sent you. <laughs> because because here here's one thing you'll learn about Comicsology they don't have any scout scouts not there so you have to yeah, make a decision and then uh, Vault is there but it's full price so like it. Okay. I, well, maybe this will uh, help guide your uh, purchases in the future. Well, I'm more well, hard pick... eyes. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, hard eyes. But I, I, I assume you liked it because you put it on the list. I did. Put it on the list. Oh man, look at that Draculina cover. <laughs> Draculina was excellent. Um, I, I was real pleased. Um, the let we'll talk about Hard Eyes real quick because I didn't read it. I want I want to understand what I missed. I don't remember which books we read. I'm going through my pile here. Oh, here we go. Off World. We read that. Yeah. <laughs> we read Manga Z. Okay. I think I have the. I think I have them all now. Dracula. The only thing I need is Gargoyles because I don't have it yet. So my next ship gargoyles I, I is that's a simple premise um there's nothing great about it but it was very interesting 
Um, what else did we put? I have a what's in my stack here? Lord of the Jungle. Oh, that was great. I loved that. That was Specs. so good. Specs was great. Unprepped. That one was interesting. I like that. Predator. I I, I really like that. Did we do the Illusion Witch, or is that just... No, we didn't. Okay, you I just wa- You want to do that for next time? I don't know. Well, I didn't put it, if I didn't put it on my list, maybe I didn't like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we can put it. I don't remember what I thought of Illusion Witch. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> yeah, I like Illusion Witch. I'm surprised you got Illusion Witch. Well, it was a Blaze or Behemoth, so I buy oh, everything yes. from yeah, them. Yeah. Now, now I'm a little more... Now I'm looking a more critical eye towards everything. I, I noticed the Behemoth, which is Samaritan now, is putting out a lot of trades and direct to... Uh, same with a blaze they're they're putting out a lot of like direct to trade and mm-hmm. uh, I knew a blaze was I collect, collected editions but in theory well, behemoth is only like four books now like it it's four books a month which isn't too bad yeah i remember back when behemoth first started they were putting out a lot of original graphic novels i remember we were ordering them yeah, there was a couple. But, but a lot of them never shipped. <laughs> <laughs> we ordered more than we actually got, I think. But yeah, I can talk about Heart Eyes. So this is from Vault, written by Dennis Hopeless, with art by Victor Ibanez. So, Dennis Hopeless, if you listen to this, if you had sold that digitally for $2 less, I would have, <laughs> you would have had a sale, <laughs> at least one. Well, it's also hard because if you're ordering from an online place, you probably could have got it cheaper than cover price <laughs> physically. Yeah. So, you, you could have paid less for a physical copy than you could... Get a digital but copy. you could kind of see what my threshold is because even when we talked about rent, uh, buying the movie X, I didn't want to go twenty bucks. You know what I mean? But if that movie was nine mm-hmm. ninety nine, I would have probably bought it. You might have. Yeah. So going it, for it. I'm gonna go grab my reading glasses. Bill can't see worth the shit. <laughs> I can't see. Otherwise, I can't. I can. I could see it. But the the words are tough. It's tough getting old, kids. It's tough, man. Your body starts. All right. While you're you're doing that, I'll old. talk about Midnight Highway because I know you didn't get that. I didn't get that. Okay. <clears throat> so Midnight Highway is a uh, Kickstarter. It's from Bad Bug, one of the ones that I I really enjoy, and I. I read the first issue, and I wasn't that great on it. And then the second issue was starting to grow on me, and the third issue I liked a lot. So what the premise of uh, Midnight Highway is, it's um, themed around a guy and his girlfriend, and 
he, he seems very much in love with his girlfriend and he gets in his car and he turns on the radio and there's like Wolfman Jack. There's like Wolfman Jack and you're on midnight highway. And then all kinds of shit just goes haywire. And he, he's sort of like in a world, like a dreamscape. So one of the first place he goes to is this like arcade where he has to escape an arcade and that was like an issue too. And then the third issue, it opens up. I really liked this one. This one had some humor into it. I really liked. But uh, him and his girlfriend are just hanging out on the couch. It's like a flashback. Or, or maybe it doesn't even really happen because he's in like this nightmare world. And um, they're they're watching zombie movies and she's like god i can't take any of the, these zombie movies anymore let's watch a vampire movie and he's like well that, that fits into the same uh genre where i, I just don't want to watch any vampire movies so then it skips to like what's happening in his mind or in his current reality where he's being chased by three boy scout leader vampires like they're uh, they're in like Cub Scout leaders that are trying to kill him, and they're they're vampires. And it was <laughs> it turned out to be pretty interesting. But uh, I like the art style, um, and I will continue this uh, this Kickstarter. Uh, it's created and written by Mike Tenner and Alex Maday, and it's illustrated by Alexander Malyshev, and. Uh, I really like the art style. So the art is really cool. It fits the story because it's, it's unreal. Like this world that he's in, it's like a midnight nightmare that, that he's sort of in. And um, the colors are great. So the colorist is even uh, really good on this book. Kevin Anthony DeCastro, AKA Tavon. But uh, yeah, I, this is one of those books where if I read the first issue, I, I I might not like jump on, but it grew on me like Astronaut um, Down did. How many so, issues of this are there? There are three so far. And uh, the first issue, I kind of would have said, nah, this one ain't for me. But uh, after reading two and three, I sort of uh, grew on me and I like what the premise of it one year over that's cool so i got so heart eyes is a it's like a post-apocalyptic type thing where monsters have kind of invaded earth and taken over and so at the open they kind of do a, a summary of what happened and then this is like I don't know how many. I don't think it says how long after the the monster invasion, but I don't think it's too long after. But it's long enough that society has changed and there's not a lot of people around anymore. And there's a girl, like a teenage girl, walking along the street, and she's she's in San Antonio, and she goes down by the river walk, and she's looking in the water. And this dude in a like aqua suit jumps out of the water and grabs her and pulls her into the water, and brings her down to this like 
under under the river walk there's like a, a, a walkway and stuff where they take care of the the river walk so she's under there and he takes off his mask and he's also a, a teenage kid he's a boy and she's like what are you doing she's like she, she she's a teenager too you. yeah she's a teenager too so he's basically saving her from the outside world and he he brings her back to he follows like the tunnel under the river walk back to this building where humans are where they're kind of like hiding out in the in this building and they kind of tell tell their story and you know kind of bond with each other a little bit and he shows he shows her like the, their complex and where they have like food growing and stuff and how they've been been living there and then she 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 tells her story of growing up where when when she was a little she had like a rough childhood and so that, like when she was six she would leave the house and just walk on the streets and walk around like in the middle in the middle of the night and like they show a scene where she sees like police arresting someone and she just kind of waves to the police and keeps walking and then she says she's just been out in the world walking around and he's and she hasn't, hasn't seen any monsters and he's like what do you mean you haven't seen any monsters like there's monsters out there how do you, how have you survived She's like, I haven't. So she takes them outside and they like lay out in the, they they walk, spend the day walking around and they don't see any monsters and she shows them like the 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 world that she lives in, which is the empty you know world without without any humans. And then so they're laying there and then all of a sudden the the monsters start coming so they have to run back to the. What to do the, the monsters do? Do they eat them? Yeah, they eat. They kind of incorporate them almost. They they take over their body, or do they eat them? No, they they kind of like eat them, but I don't know. They might like quote unquote eating them. Might I think you kind of get sucked into the monster. Well, they show one dude getting eaten at the beginning, and like so, the like tentacles grab him, and a tentacle goes in his mouth and out the top of his head, and so they kind of like. They're assimilated? Yeah, I don't know if it's assimilating people or what. Uh, Something like that. It was really good, though. It, it, it was a good story because a lot of it was spent just kind of on the relationship between these two kids and kind of getting their, their backstories and their, their stories. But then there's like some kind of mystery about this girl, like how is she able to, how has she been able to walk around the world without getting attacked by any of these monsters? Yeah, and at the very end, there's kind of like a little a little twist. So it was good, and the I like the artwork a lot. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Paul Pope, like that kind of style. Mm. So it was really good. I don't know what this guy's done before, but I liked it. Thumbs up. I gave that a five out of five. Uh, I don't know why I didn't pick it, but you you don't seem to like vault books as much as I do. That is true. I'm, I I got a lot of five out of fives from Vault. They Vault is uh hits the right buttons for me. And for me it was Scout, but I don't know. Scout is like almost like a shotgun approach where they seem to get so much stuff. So they have a lot of good really, really good stuff, but then they have some stuff that's not doesn't appeal to me as much. Mm. 
Which I don't know if they're going to have to change their model at any point. Yeah, we didn't really talk about the uh, aftershock thing. That was crazy. Yeah, it was unexpected, and I didn't realize how much money they owed to creators. Yeah, and the uh, printers. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know like what's going to happen. I'd rather. I'd rather have a company like Valiant that says, oh, we know where our limits are. We pay our guys and we're only going to do one book because that's all we can afford to do. Mm-hmm. And I think Although Aftershock I just... was overshooting because they were trying to merge. Like they had another company that was trying to do the Hollywood thing. And they're both bankrupt. So, Which was the other company? Or was it just... It was like a... No, it wasn't... It was another uh, company that was trying to get their stuff in film. And they, they didn't have any success, so... So they they were doing, like, the Virgin thing, or... Yeah, they... comics to try and make them into movies? Although yeah. I think they were less, less focused on that. Aftershock was... Maybe, maybe the creators were left less... Uh, involved in that but the leadership was very much into trying to make their multimedia or getting licensing through like a streaming service or something like that and none of it panned out so i i think they got into trouble and now they're trying to to get out of it but i hope they at least could i, they, I know uh, if i was a creator i'd be cautious like but aren't they there. like they're like millions on the whole aren't they Millions, not billion. Did you say billions? No, no, millions with an yeah, M. I, I think they are. What, what, at least one point something million. Because I think it's the studio. Like, I think they invested a lot into people's salary and stuff to try to turn these things into screenplays and all kinds of stuff. Hmm. So it's almost if you take out a loan saying, I th- I'm betting the... Uh, I think we can be successful, and then they took a risk, and it didn't pan out. I think if they just stayed in the comics realm, they might have survived. I thought they were doing okay, but I guess I don't really know what kind of sales numbers they got. They do bring out a lot of books. Yeah, I've noticed they've been trimming down number ones for sure, though, like in the last three or four previews. Yeah. Like last, the month before was like just Steve Orlando's book and I, I know I didn't get it. So it was, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, could, could be interesting. It, it, another interesting from a collector standpoint is a lot of the companies that fold, they're hard to get the last few issues of. <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I hope that some of these stories, especially ones that I've vested in, like Astronaut Down, I, I hope that eventually makes its way into my hands because I, I have read it and I'm very curious to see how it turns out, um, what'll happen. But now that that's happened, there might not be an Astronaut Down trade paperback. Who knows? So you there better you, be. Even though you liked it. Oh, well, hopefully. You, oh, no. Aftershock. Aftershock took some ownership in the books they published, didn't they? I was, I was gonna say, hopefully the well, maybe they'll. I wonder if they'll revert their rights to the creators so they can or allow them to 
publish them elsewhere. Yeah, I, I think we're hitting a, a really interesting time in the world of comics. I think during COVID, things blew up. And I think now things are going to start trimming down significantly. Like In terms of? Uh, output. I, I, the number I really, of comics that yeah, are being produced? Yeah, yeah. And companies looking and saying, what, what's happening is streaming services are starting to look very cautious now. Like what they're investing in. Yeah, they're, they seem before to be... Before they were like madmen, like Netflix was buying everything. like And now they're being really cautious and they're they're saying is they're, they're looking at their metrics and they're being very right. cautious. Yeah, because, yeah, like you said, like during COVID, the streaming numbers must probably went through the roof because everyone was stuck at home watching, putting Netflix on while they're working or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but now that people are... A lot of people have gone back. Yeah. Well, there's so much streaming competition, just like there are so many comic company yeah. competition. Yeah. And uh, I think they're going to go the way of. Uh, uh, I, I think a lot of companies are just going to go under because I think they were betting bank that they were going to get streaming deals or, or get things optioned and make make money. So mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of companies are going to start pulling back. I hope Valiant survives. I, that there, There's another company that's just barely... I saw that they... They're hanging on, and they they, they took X amount of war. Yeah, yeah. canceled the solicit for one of them. Yeah, and they re, re-solicited this month, though. Okay. So, But it's still like one book a month, which means they're... Their output is even slowed down on trades because they don't have anything to trade. <laughs> because... Yeah, it's bad when you solicit one book a month and then can't get that one book out. Yeah. And have to resolicit it. And it's like, I, I don't think their current paradigm could work because they're alternating books between, like one month you might get a book of shadows, a shadow man thing, and then another month you might get uh, a bloodshot, and then another month you might get an Exo Man of War, and it's right. like, how it's do you keep? How do you keep the momentum? How do you keep a momentum? Yeah, I'd rather have them say, "Oh, we're investing the next four months in Exo, and we're just going to do the Exo." Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of like alternating the way they are, yeah, which it seems same. like it's a disaster to lose all momentum on anybody who's interested in that one book. Right. So I, I think Valiant is one that's going to dissipate. I think I think the battle between Vault and Scout, there's only one that's going to survive. I really do. Uh, they're, the, they're, their publishing models are so similar. I disagree. It, I don't think they're that similar. They're, they're, they're almost even brothers that are that have the companies, right? Like if you look at who the publishers are, I think they're related. So like I is it Wassel or something like that? I don't know, but I thought that I thought Wassel was the vault. Well, you can see in the aftershock what was happening before they announced their bankruptcy. Like Mike Martz left, their chief editor. No, they, did he? They were having stuff happen before 
the writing on the wall, like they Valiant, they they laid off like almost the entire staff. There, there's only like one or two people left. Yeah. And I I I I don't know what's happening. I I, I think I don't think Scout is going to be publishing as many books as they are. Right, I, I, I think Blood. What the one that I like a lot is. I forget what they're called. Blood Moon. Blood Moon. I think they're going to yeah. scale down significantly, and they're they're like canceling and resoliciting left and right. Um, and they're some of them. They're like the River Monsters. They're I don't know if they're ever going to finish. So like, I don't I don't see any of the same names on between Scout and Vault. So I don't know what you're talking about. Let me see if I can pull out a scout book because uh, vault is damien wassel and adrian wassel no it wasn't that wassel stuff but it was a scout little is... at the editor la- editor layer scout mm-hmm. is brian deenan james hake don hanfeld and charles stickney Now, Aftershock, was Aftershock Joe Pruitt? Yes. He has a brother, right? Doesn't his brother do something? Yeah, I thought he was, I thought he, maybe I'm getting him confused. The Pruitt brother, there's a, there is a a Pruitt involved with, with uh, Scout or Or Vault. Vault. Yeah, I, I thought that, that that's the one was... I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. But, but but really, you're not connected at all in the universes, and they're sort of like, hey, you're gonna do a five issue mini, and this is our current paradigm. I'd sure like to know how their direct to uh, <laughs> trade stuff is doing, like the TKO model, the um, the scout model that does that will do one issue and then it goes directly to trade. Like I, the other one that fascinates fascinates me is the Zine Scope. Like how how are they? How's that scope? How are they doing? Like I have no idea. I know the output for Zenoscope hasn't changed much. It's still like five books a month, pretty consistently. Yeah, they must be. I mean. I think they're a little different in that they have a lot of rabid fans who collect into all the, the universe. Yeah, they collect all the variant stuff because they put out a lot of variant. So comics. does Dynamite. But they, Zenoscope does a lot that aren't even like solicited through Diamond. They're just like they just you, release them themselves. They and release they like them VIP themselves, but there's the VIP clubs, yeah. VIP conventions and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole thing. But they also have a different model in that... They're a continuity-driven company. Yeah, and their comics are written by the owners, and they bring in, like, a couple other art writers on staff. Right, they're... The, they're like the owners that collaborate on what they're going to do, and then they 
hire somebody yeah, to write it. Yeah, they're more like a Marvel or a DC where they own the properties and they bring people in to do the writing. Whereas Scout and Vault and those companies, people come to them with ideas for comics and they say, okay, yeah, we'll publish that. And Zenoscope did have success with that Van Helsing show because it's already like in four seasons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, them. They, they had something out there. Um, I think Archie's new paradigm model is doing okay. They only publish two books a month, and they're all one-shots. It's kind of like the Zenoscope model. But if you look at the properties, like, oh, yeah, there's the still other Pruitt, stuff streaming. The other Pruitt was Scout. Yeah, I knew there were Pruitt brothers. What's his name, though? Is he even still there, though? Oh, James, I didn't see him. James Pruitt. No, I didn't see his name in the... He was a publisher. I don't know if he's still he's there. He's not there anymore. We know Behemoth sold to Sumerian. Um, they're changing the format of comics lately. They're they're coming out in that weird square look, more a square looking size comic book. Yeah. I think it can be an interesting year. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a consolidation year. I really do. Yeah. Well, that certainly seems to be. I think in terms of DC, there's going to be people that just say, "Wow, your your digital streaming is perfectly okay, and I get everything on time within a month." I I think it's going to change the print landscape. I think Marvel will stay the same because if you look at most stores, they're they're driven by Marvel sales. In other words, their monthly sales are driven more so by Marvel than anything else. Yeah. So, like, a Challengers admits that if they don't have a Marvel title to sell, they almost have like zero traffic. Oh, besides they, their box so, customers, yeah. Yeah. So all their walking, a lot of the walking traffic is just to. For for monthly comics, not yeah. talking their tra- they they deal in trades a lot. Sure. But yeah, they sounded like they had a bad November and December. They blame December on weather because your it sounds like your weather's been shit. But uh, only the last two yeah. weeks, yeah. Christmas week and uh, only the week before Christmas. Week before Christmas. <laughs> But it was fine on Christmas. But I think they do a lot of sales for their yeah, store because of gifts. A bad time. Yeah. And it was bad for them to have it because nobody was going in. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably retailers. The last thing they want is five to three days before Christmas for there to be a storm. I think. No one's, no one's I think uh, Boom is Boom knows what they're doing. I, I really do. I think they're they're still strong. Yeah. I mean, they're not like a Marvel or DC, but I think whatever their business model is, they're they're able to keep it going. I think Dynamite 
has been really strong because of the licensed properties they've gotten recently, and they just got King Kong. <clears throat> so, oh, did they? Are they going to start that? Yeah, they're going to start a new Kong uh, comic Yeah, if they're book. picking up new licenses, then they must be doing okay. Well, their their whole Disney thing is they had record. Uh, oh, Dynamite yeah, had like Dynamite they... had record year because of the boys. They sold more trades oh, it was a, the th- than they ever had before because of the TV show, mm-hmm. and they sold record numbers for gargoyles, like yeah. outstanding. And I don't know what Darkwing Duck is, but they they've done some good stuff there. Yeah, he figured that must have done well for them. Yeah, so like I, I it, it's an interesting Plus they had time. The Keanu Reeves book. That was a huge hit for him. Um, and that, you know, <laughs> theoretically, that'll become a, a movie or something at some point. And then they'll sell more trades. They could drive yeah. it. And then they'll move. Like yeah. the boy, the boys that go back into that paradigm. Interesting. Oh, I was going to bring up. Uh, I was reading an article that was talking about uh, the Drew Ford, but it's alive. Was that his? Was that yeah. One? Yeah. That someone, a couple guys, were stepping in to handle like his company. Now, I don't know if they're gonna. The intent is to keep it going or just to fulfill, like the ship out like the the stuff that he has like in the warehouse well, or whatever just from this last week tangled web number three came out hauler i think it's hollier or whatever it is that weird yeah holler that one came out as well as Airboy, the next one wow wow so so they all came out in this last box so yeah i think i think those guys but I didn't know they were stepping in because what I did is I had zero faith based on Drew Ford because he was already bad, right? Yeah. I I, I had no faith that anybody was going to step in that. Yeah. And uh, I just decided to not order from them anymore. Drop them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if I ordered. Were there any even, even in the last previews? They were not, but they had yeah. they had Roach Mill coming out, and they had the Tangled Web still, so. and a couple other things in the the pipeline. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the uh, Strange Attractors is still coming out, but I did see. Oh, I also saw that the guys who are doing Do- Dose comic that was coming out from It's Alive. They they have a Kickstarter for the their new issue, so I think they've they're going the self publishing route. I think we like that one too. I think yeah, we did. What was that called? Dose, D O S E. D O S E. Deuce. <laughs> dose like drug dose. That was yeah, right. like a dose of uh, yeah. Wasn't that like. All I remember is they're at some concert and like when the <clears throat> musician played, it affected the drugs they took or something. And I thought Dose was about that guy that was that big fat guy that was hooked up to the machines that was yeah feeding the, that that, that was, guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and 
then there's a kaiju on the cover. Okay. Yeah, I didn't support the Kickstarter if that happened, but uh, I did. I I did like. Those. Yeah, I think it's going on now. I don't know if it's going to be. I don't know if I'm going to do the Kickstarter because maybe I'll wait and see if it ever gets solicited. But I've also seen those guys at conventions, so I can always just pick it up from the at a convention in the future. Yeah. Then I don't have to pay for shipping. Yeah, Kickstarters. I'm starting to. I haven't felt the ramifications of that yet either because a lot of them have shipped over the holidays, so I got a bunch of them in. But uh, I did cut back significantly. I think the I think I ordered like four in the last year. As a, I mean, in the last month, and usually it was like in the twelve, like twelve range. So wow. I, I cut down significantly, and one of them was because I couldn't turn it down. It was the Faust one. Like I was like, I, I yeah, gotta I got, get this. I got that one too. I'm looking forward to having that on my shelf. But there, there, there's a lot of them that I'm very like I want them, but I, I still look there. Like there's one called Pumpkin now that I want because it's one of those bad girl things, and I like those, <laughs> but. I decided not to, just because no. the cost the cost to value is just it, it's too right. much. Yeah, it's rough. Unless you're like a super fan of whatever the property is, like I'm sticking to my Jungle Girls and my nuns and a couple other things, but I think I still get Standstill from uh, Gray, Justin Gray. Okay, yeah. And the Pat Shan stuff. I, I do do the Pat Shan stuff, and I, I'll, I'll continue to do Pat Shan stuff, unless I think it's going to be underneath Black Mask or whatever. Then then I might not. Right, wait for it, yeah. As long as Black Mask stays around. <laughs> They've been around. Um I'm, I would be fascinated to see, like, uh, be a fly on the wall just on all these business meetings in the comics just to see, are they are they barely making profit? Are they not making profit in the hopes that they're going to get something licensed? Or how many are in the hole? You know, I would love to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be. It would be interesting. You'd think that the ones that have kept it contained would be doing better. But, I mean, Aftershock, they were semi-big, but they weren't crazy big. Like, they weren't publishing, like, ten new books a month or anything. They always had just a few. They were, like, two to three. Yeah. And I didn't know what their model was. Like, I, I would have thought in order to put a book out, they would have paid their creators to to do it. Yeah, I think they do. Like, it's done, they get paid, but they owe a lot of creators money. Like, I don't understand. There was a lot of artists oh, that were like... How that, yeah, they, I don't know they, how... They actually... Somebody actually broke down, like, how much is owed to these people. It's <laughs> a lot. Wrote. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. And the faith in them has got to be down told. to like nothing. Like I, I think their faith. The other one that surprised me that's still around after all the bad p- 
publicity and um, is uh, Action Lab because they had all that weird stuff with the creators where everybody wanted yes. their rights back and, and no one was getting they paid. weren't getting paid on the digital distributions and all kinds of stuff that were promised to them. It, it surprises me that they're still fluctuating. Yep, they still have. I mean, they've reduced the number of books for a lot. They're and I know, I know that books. one guy is making a ton of money now, just going direct to Kickstarter. The reason I don't support it is that's a lot of money for a zombie tramp book. Like, I get oh, a zombie zombie tramp, yeah. tramp book for like twenty one dollars. That's a lot <laughs> that's for a, lot. a comic book. Like, god one, damn. One issue. Where do these people come from? <laughs> and you're you're complaining about a five dollar digital comic. Yeah. <laughs> well, five dollars for nothing physical is tough, but twenty dollars for when I, when I get into that twenty dollar realm, it's tough. Like. Yeah, you better be giving me a trade. <laughs> for there better be like sixty eight pages. You know what yeah. I mean? 50, <laughs> right. At least fifty. That better be oversized. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. But it's funny because if you look at like if you go to Kickstarter and you click on comics and look at all the comics, if you scroll through down through the ones that are up, and look at the ones that are like past their goals or whatever, have met their goals and it's past them, I would say ninety percent of those are like titty books. <laughs> Yeah, right like in all my of them wheelhouse. Have sexy women on the cover. Like you can just scroll through, you see comic, regular comic, regular comic, then sexy comic. Oh, exceeded his goal. Yeah. <laughs> sexy comic. Oh, exceeded his goal. So I can see that that model certainly works very well for Zombie Tramp, where they can do like nine different nudie covers. <laughs> well, he's um that they've he's done a couple of them and. I you knew anything that came out of Action Lab that was Zombie Tramp or any of those Vamp Blade or any of that stuff I was totally into. Yeah, and, and I'm that, sure that... now now I can't I can't justify getting them. An issue, yeah. But I I I really do enjoy those books. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they're I I do as well. I think that I think they were doing. I'm guessing they were. One of, if not Action Lab's bestseller. I would think so. So that was probably a, a blow to them. But that also enabled the creator to take it on its own because he had he, already he, had the fan base. Yeah, right? he knew that if he took it and started doing it on his own, that the audience would most likely follow. Because that was, I mean, he did a lot of issues through. Action Labs. Yeah. The other one I'm fascinated by is AC Comics. Like, I don't know anybody that buys Femforce <laughs> besides me. Yeah. The, and, but, yet, but yet they have one monthly offering every month. They they might be like uh, Broadsword, where they're just bringing out one book, and they have a loyal fan base. And they know if they consistently bring out that book every month or every other month, that fan base is going to show up. And it's it, like every three months and, because and they enough, have yeah. they ro rotate Super Babes, Femforce, and one other one. 
I can't remember what the other one is. Right. And apparently they have a model where there's enough people buying each issue that it's profitable. I and just don't probably... know anybody else that buys it. Like you think with as many people as I know in the comics world, I would be able to pick out somebody. Yeah, like, well, like Tarot, you know a few people who get. I do know a few people. Rob has started. Rob started to get it. I I know yeah. you get it. I get it. Um, I I know there's several other people that get it. I know they're like they have a huge woman. Uh, a female female, yeah, female fan base. audience that does like Xenoscope. Like I don't I don't know why yeah. they have so much, but they do. Um, like I actually met one of the one of the well, women that gets Xenoscope. Yeah. Is one of the she's awesome like uh, she she goes to ed's cards and comics and she's one of the most enthusiastic comic fans i could ever that that just is excited to go get her comics every week and she's got a quite the pull and she loves the xenoscope like she's yeah. one of those people that wants to be in the vip things you know what i mean no, she's she, super into it yeah. yeah she's super into it but t- to be fair both Boundless and Xenoscope have strong, well-written female characters. They do. And good stories. Interesting stories with those characters. And interesting ongoing stories. Like, Tarot is one ongoing story since the start. And Xenoscope do really long runs of characters. I I would say different, though, that Broadsword has a lot of nudity involved into it. Yes. Xenoscope that has none. Yeah, they're not the same. Yeah, they, sure. They're not. They're <laughs> definitely not the same. So one is very like sexualized, but yes, they do have strong female characters in an ongoing plot. Um, Xenoscope looks like it might be a titty book on the cover, but it's not. The interiors don't match the cover, um, right. and they're more story. It's incredible how many people think it's just a shallow book because they're they're they do put a lot of work into the stories, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Barb text. But I me. think both of those models are probably why they're successful because they have the. They appeal to the the sexy side and the uh, come for the titties and stay for the story. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could read more Xenoscope. Like I, I haven't been keeping because because their model I I should be able to keep up with. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, they're big old eighty six page books, but there's only four of them. I should be able to to get through them. Yeah. It's just the amount of copies is uh, the amount of books I get is just it's out of control right now. I gotta rein it in a bit. But I really like Antarctic. Like I I still want to buy almost everything they publish. Yeah, the one thing I when I read Manga Z number one. I finished it and I said, damn it, why am I not getting this book? <laughs> well, I felt the same way. I was like, this is an anthology just like I like them. And I was ant- 
artistically on a couple of them, especially that flapper one, I was I was like mesmerized by the art. Like I was yeah. like, this is. I have that all these cars really and Tommy guns, and I look great. Yeah. And um, I, I added it. I know. I know. I added it to my pool. But yeah, uh, I think I might, I might be doing that as well. And then just get the missing issues later. Well, you know what was interesting about Offworld is the Interstellar Dust. They have solicited in the new previews as a trade. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. But, but the way Interstellar Dust ends, it's like there's got to be more. There's got to be more story. Yeah, for sure. I know that the writer had a new book a couple months ago. It wasn't it wasn't Interstellar Dust, it was something else. So they're still so hopefully they maybe when the trade comes out they'll be able to start making new another volume. Well let's let's talk about off world since we're already here. All right. Let me find my notes, because we read a lot of issues. Yeah, three through six had both stories of Hazel and uh, Interstellar Dust. And then seven was all Interstellar Dust. Yeah, Interstellar Dust, which is my favorite of the two anyway. So <laughs> I 100% agree with you, but I sure do like the art on in Hazel, like yeah, Hazel does have... I love the design of the armor, and I love the line work, and I even even the guy that's the terrorist that's looking for the detonators. Like, when he <laughs> armors up into that big old armor monstrosity, it looks badass. Like, it looks awesome. Um, I liked Hazel, but Hazel's a lot more simpler. It's like uh, you have different levels of classes in the world of Hazel, and at the very bottom is where they're at. And she gets her mentor. Hazel gets her mentor kidnapped. Hazel is sort of like the the lone wolf of the group. She mm-hmm. likes to work by herself. She likes to work against the rules, do stuff out of the norm. Um, and her team, the rest of her team works like a well-oiled machine. Right, yeah, She she's... Yeah, she likes to stand alone and do her own thing and not listen to what the team is doing. So when the guy with detonators captures her mentor, she sort of becomes more of a team player. And then they they go after this terrorist in in the hopes that they can exchange a, a transaction. She gets her mentor back. And he gets the detonators, I, I think, is what the overall goal is between the two. Yeah, and didn't she, like... She got in trouble though, because didn't she like chase after the bad guy at one point? Yeah, and she abandoned went off, her team, and then she, she went comes off back. on her own. Yeah. yeah, she comes back, and the place is destroyed, and everyone's injured, and they're like, "Where'd you go? Like, we needed you, and you took off on your own." They're like, you can't do that. That's when they almost were like to cut ties with her. Yeah. And then she 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 uh kind of said no. She sets herself up as bait, essentially. And they they lure the terrorist in, and they're able to uh, defeat him and sort of win the win the day. Yeah. But uh, I I liked it, and I I really liked the 
the art that he does the in art. it. Yeah, the art is cool. Yeah, and this is <clears throat> written and drawn by Colin Fogel. Actually, cover-wise, you know how it's a flip book? I'm more attracted to the Fogel covers than I am the the other yeah, ones. Yeah, because like his, uh... while I do like Interstellar Dust covers, they're so busy. Like, they're, they're so busy. Whereas uh, Colin, Fo- Colin Fogel yeah. focuses on Hazel Just one and the team. Yeah. yeah. No, his, his covers are better, for sure. He does... He has great design on the covers. But I love the way he draws the women. Like, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Keen Spot, the, the, that art style. I don't know why. Maybe it's the hips or the, the leg work, but I, I, I like the art a lot. The, the, that drives the book for me for Hazel. The, the story and the art is, is way better in interstellar dust like i'm hooked uh what interstellar dust reminds me of and i'm only saying this because a lot of people i know are not going to read this but interstellar dust reminds me of like legion 89 and dc comics because when legion 89 uh started it was a bunch of misfits in a prison that sort of break out of the prison and form an interstellar police force in this case they are in a prison together they have to work together and it looks like they're going to go back to prison <laughs> uh, after they 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 actually helped the the captain get control of her ship again mm-hmm. but uh i i really like the banter between the three you have the two guys that are in prison and then you have the woman that was working in the strip club that was taking advantage of the patrons. Yeah, she was mugging the mugging the yeah. patrons, yeah. Yeah, and I thought it was told well where in the first couple issues you you learned about each of the characters and saw how they got to the prison. And then once they were all in the prison, that's when the shit hit the fan. Yeah. But I just loved how the other guy set him up in the cafeteria to get his ass kicked. Oh, man, those cafeteria scenes are awesome. Yeah. And I... Oh, when the girl rescues the guy, like she sticks her tail down his throat. Did did you see that? (laughs) Yeah. That was awesome because she could control that tail. She just jammed it in there. (laughs) But I I, I even like at one point there's like an old service robot who's like repairing the outside of the ship. Oh, I love that service robot. And he's like near retirement. (laughs) But, But I loved it because he's a fucking robot, but he had personality. Yeah. Like he, he had wit, like his, like you, 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 you have only budget to, to not fix me. Just like you fix your ship. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. <laughs> so he has like that wit going on. And I actually like, damn, yeah. he's, he's gone now, but yeah. he like sacrificed himself for the captain. But I, I really liked it. I, he's a fucking robot and he was awesome. Yeah. He was a great character. I'm glad you mentioned him because I wasn't going to mention him because I forgot. <laughs> he's, he was really awesome. Well, a, that's what one good thing about this story is there's a lot of, there's a bunch of characters, not major characters, but minor characters, but they're all very interesting and seem very well developed. Well, the female captain of the ship is even interesting. Because yeah. She makes some tough decisions because there's the outbreak on the ship. The ship is under failing. Yeah, like, gets... The systems are just on life support. Right, so all the prisoners, all the cell doors open, so all the prisoners are loose. 
But she has to make a decision where there's the three prisoners that were trying to escape from the other prisoners who were trying to kill them. And there was the the guard that was with them. Yeah, the captain and and the crew locked themselves in the, whatever, command center or whatever. And then the prisoners are, like, banging on the door trying to get in. Yeah. Doesn't she make, like, a deal with them to allow those three to come in? Well, she made a deal with the doctor. Because do you remember the doctor was out there with with one of the guards, that big guard? Yeah. That looks like uh, one of the three warriors from Thor. (laughs) (laughs) Volstag. (laughs) That's what that one... The one guard looked like Volstag. But Volstag (laughs) was going to kill... He was going to kill them all because he had the gun on them as they were trying to climb up. And he could have, but then he didn't. And then the doctor is what saved him because he goes, I'll only let us in the door, but only if I can take these three prisoners with us because their lives are in danger. And so they all ended up there. And then the one guy betrays him because he knows the he knows the one guy in prison is going to blow up the door regardless of what happens. And they're going to get all, all get killed. Right. So he, he actually opens the door, which lets them cut a deal with, with the prisoner. And then he starts to control the situation again and, and re-get control of where the captain... Like, he was going to kill the captain and all the the players, but he's the one that stopped it from happening. Because he's like, no, we can use them as ransom. Uh, and we can barter so we can escape later. But I yeah I I thought this this comic book was great. I can't believe the same guy did that other series I didn't like, uh, because this was oh, damn, d- damn near perfect. I know I can't. That's why I, I I still can't I still don't know why you didn't like the Arden, or were as blown away as I was by the Arden Night Janic. Yeah, he's so good. And he, see, he does a lot of detail, but it's not too much detail. Agree. Like he, he puts like t- tons of details, backgrounds, and like the cafeteria scenes. There's tons of people like eating at the tables and stuff. But you can like spend time just looking at the different tables and seeing like the personalities of the different people at the tables. Like he puts a lot of stuff in there. I love it. Yeah. It's cool that's getting collected. I I'm surprised by that because I thought this was one where there would never be a collection for it. So that's interesting. I may have, I'll probably get, have to get the collection just to have it on my shelf. I need to get some new shelves, but I need to, <laughs> I need a bigger house so I can fit in more. Shelves. That's exactly. <laughs> that's one of the things that I didn't do that I wanted to do was I wanted to take more books from my, that one room I can barely walk into to the storage unit. I didn't get around to yeah. to doing that. I've been very good about getting all of the books that currently come in over there um, as they come in and put them on the bookshelves. But I want to start being able to walk into that room so I can inventory the rest of the closet and uh, being able to to go in there and get books off the shelf would be nice so I can (laughs) can get the stuff. Nice to be uh, getting to the closet. Yeah, my, my... trade input is 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 getting really close to nothing um in terms of what's coming to me lately because i that's where i cut most of the reduced a lot of it yeah 
the yeah, epic collection was the hardest though yeah. god it was hard because man it, it yeah. just looks it looks so amazing i'm sure to have all those volumes just side by side <laughs> yeah but uh well, might as, nice books might as well get to uh manga z yeah, and, and, an interesting one about this one is you read number one and I read number two. I gotta find. Where is it? It's not in my stack. Manga Z. Where did you go? All right, let's see if it's in the stack. So mine had four stories. Oh, there it is. I got it. Mine had a part one, which was called Fluffy's Fury. Um, that one was my least favorite, and it it seemed like it was a second part. Because, let me it, see. What did you say it was called? Fluffy's Fury. This is thick. Uh, no, I don't have any Fluffy's Fury. Yeah, that's it's part one, and then it yeah. had Jazz Doll Part Two. That one's the one that I yeah, really I have, liked. I have Jazz Doll Part One. And then it had Foxy and Wolfie Part Two, yeah, and the Adventures that. of Lenisfield. 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 Which I thought was the best. That was so good. La, la, la. <laughs> if they collect that, I'll get it because that was really good. Yeah, that that's the one I started reading wrong, and uh, then I read it and I was like, "This is really good." It had the most pages of any of the stories, I think, and maybe that helped it uh, establish itself. You know, ironically, we like the stories we liked best were the two black and white ones. Yeah. I, I'm still mesmerized at the art in uh, Jazz Doll. I the way he, the way he draws the cars. Aaron Bassett. The, no, the no. Andre's action scenes. Oh my God! And she's she's beautiful. Like her face structure. The machine. Yeah, the those those cars that turn into like the transforming uh, machine gun looking taxis and stuff. They look awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Foxy and Wolfie, in, in my story, was sort of a, a girl with pink hair uh, getting picked on by these guys and some of the other girls that are in the, the computer lab come and sort of rescue her. Yeah, cause she's in a wheelchair. Let me find my notes on this. Yeah, she's only shows up in the wheelchair. Like, I didn't even realize she was in a wheelchair until you said it. Because for some reason, these bullies decide to pick on a girl in a wheelchair. And they pull her right out of the wheelchair. And they're violent. They they throw her on the ground. She gets a book and hits him in the groin. <laughs> and then the other girls sort of come to help her out. Yeah, in the, in the first one, she, well, they show her she's studying to be a witch, and then she goes to the library, or she meets some girls on the street. I can't remember what the girls <clears throat> did. It didn't say in my issue, other than they came to her rescue. 
Yeah, this this one ends where she's in the in the library and she's looking for a book, and then there's someone strange in the library in the shadows. Yeah, that one was okay. I was entertained by it. Like, I liked it. It's one of those stories, like, that's an exciting comics that I like, and I'll follow, but it wasn't the best. Yeah. Agreed. And then the first story was more artistically interesting. It was a, a janitor being uh, questioned, like an old janitor being questioned by this general E. He's, it's evil. But it's I, it's supposed to be like evil, but it's spelled E A V H E A L. I don't think I have that guy in mind. In mine, I mean, it's it's only a few pages, but it's it's a see an American guy who's like teaching Japan, teaching English in Japan. I think that's what it is. I don't have that. And then at the end, he like turns into the red fox. Hmm. Apparently he's secretly a, a superhero. Yeah, I added the uh I added one, three, and four to my uh my list on uh my comic shop, so Yeah. I think I will need to uh maybe I'll email DCBS <laughs> and see if they can add any past issues. And I did add Offworld number five because I missed it. I had to buy that one digitally just so I have the full. And then we didn't talk about Len- what London Files is about. <laughs> London Fields. Which was the best one. Yeah. London Fields Journey. So in the first in the first uh, issue, it's about this, this human boy wanders into this elf village where humans aren't allowed and they're all freaking out because they're like, how did you get here? How did you even find us? And they and he's like, I was just walking and I just ended up here. And they're like, no, you must have used some magic to find us because it's impossible for humans to find us. And they arrest this kid. But then the the girl elf, there's this one girl elf, I think she's the one who found him in the first place, kind of decides to help lead him out of the, the city and go back to his village because she's never been outside of the elf village. Yes. That, that's where mine takes off where she's uh, teaming up with that guy. And they're out in the world and they're out in the world. And this innkeeper brings them in this, this older woman innkeeper because she wants to, to sell the girl. And she's uh, an elf. Yeah. She has her motivations, but she's like, we'll feed you. And she tries to drug her. And I guess because she's an elf, she's not susceptible to the drugs. Yeah. And then so she has a bunch of bullies with swords come in. And there's a big old fight scene. But the, the, the kid with the sword is able to fend them all off. And, and the art in this one, it's like... It's pretty. It, it's pretty traditional, like all ages and anime manga art. Yeah. But it's really well done. Like the the flow of it is really good, and it's it fills the whole page. So it looks like it was written for American comics. 
I don't think it's a, a ported from mm. Japan. Even though it reads in the reverse order. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. This was really good. Yeah, it was good. Who did the... Who did this one? This is by... Kazuki Ishada. Yeah, overall I enjoyed it though. Like I said, after I read it, I was like, oh man, I would have, I should have been getting this because, <laughs> like you said, it, it's a it's an Antarctic anthology, so it it kind of matches the rest of the anthologies. It just happens to be manga, which I like manga, so <laughs> why am I not getting it? Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to jump to specs, number one? Specs, yes. This is where, you, if you wear glasses, you can see that politicians are actually aliens from another planet. No, it's not quite that. <laughs> it's not a Roddy Roddy Piper movie. And Roddy Roddy Piper. No, but this is written by David M. Boer. Boer. Yeah, every time I saw that, I was thinking Bomer, but... It's close. He it's spelled close. it wrong. He spelled yeah. it wrong. He's the one who does... Uh, what was that called? The one with the little robot? Little robot. Didn't he do that little robot What's book? the company from... What's the company? I don't know. Roman, uh, Chris Sheehan does the art. I would say his art looks very traditional. Um, everybody looks atomically correct and um, real well, really well done. Yeah, there's no abstractness to it. It's pretty Canto. much Canto. That's what he does. Canto. Canto. That's the little. Oh, robot. the guy from IDW, the robot. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the premise of this is is quite interesting. It's it's a uh, two buddies. Uh, they're bullied in school. Well, one of them's bullied in school. One's a baseball player. So it's like a jock and sort of uh, uh, a lonely geek that that have a good friendship. And uh, they are into comic books. And they were talking about like Dark Knight Returns. And they were talking about well, what is this old but ad? I think, is... the, I think the jock is even bullied though, because he's like the only black kid at the school. That's true. So he's he's dealing with uh, but racism. He's not picked on. There's this weird kid that picks on them specifically is Bernard Sliman, and yeah. uh, he picks on the one kid because he says he's gay, which is interesting enough because he hides that he's gay. Because he is actually gay. Yeah, that's what he's yeah, but he off is that. He is how actually did the, how gay. How did the one asshole at the school figure it out? <laughs> how did he figure it out? You know what I'm thinking is that that bully's gay. That's be. what I. That's what I'm thinking. Do you think the because other because is gay a lot too? of well, what I've seen just like I've never seen this personally, but I've seen it in movies and other media. Is I've seen that some of the bullies really feel, um, they might be gay, but they can't. They, they they lash the, out at it. The, yeah, there's a lot of people because their who... their parents or whoever their father is would beat the crap out of them if they ever found out they were. So they la yeah. they think it's wrong, so they lash out lash at out. it. 
And that's what I think this bully's doing. There's not one indication that that's that's the case. But I I just have the feeling that because he could detect that this kid was gay and he picked on him from him, because his best friend doesn't know it. Like, it's right in front of him and he doesn't... He's in love with his best friend, like his, yeah, he's in the love baseball with his best friend. player. So they they get these specs, which they just sort of like just randomly appear at the well, door. They never ordered them. No, but he, they, the 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 main kid got like a box of his older brother's comics from the attic or whatever, and he's he's flipping through them, and there's ads for these X-ray specs or whatever, or there's specs that. Grant your wishes. I can't remember what the actual solicit of it was, but it's one of the ones where magic specs—they're called. Yeah, kind of like the X, an ad like you'd see in the old old comics for X-ray specs and stuff. Yeah, so this is for magic specs, and it's a—it's you know a twenty-year-old comic, so he's like, "We wouldn't be fun to order these, but we can't because you know the company's probably not in business anymore." But then. Yeah, one day he opens his door and they're sitting there. There's a package on the doorstep with the glasses in it. But the teaching staff doesn't even like the one kid because he's black. Like, they treat him differently, definitely. Especially this one. This one. Because uh, uh, <clears throat> he gets blamed for starting the fight and he wasn't really doing it. The principal. Principal Teague. And when he yeah, tries he, to to defend him, he doesn't let him defend him. He he just takes takes the one kid off to the office. Mm-hmm. But they they just magically get these congratulations. You're the proud owner of magic specs. Well, these specs uh, grant them wishes. And one of the wishes that this guy is, though, I could just throw the ball five miles an hour faster. And, and they make various wishes, like, oh, I well, wish they, I could have a bigger Sunday. Yeah, they or, realize that it doesn't work for, like, huge stuff, but it works for, like, little stuff. Like, yeah, making your Sunday twice as big or... Or playing a video a game and yeah. it says, congratulations, you have infinite lives. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the one kid uh, was able to dunk the basketball. Right. You know, he couldn't physically... They even used it to pass tests. They got... Both 92s on the exam. <laughs> that was kind of funny because they both got in trouble because they had the exact same answer. Score, yeah. <laughs> on all the questions. But then they run into this bully. And the one baseball player kid sort of wishes him away. But he also gets stabbed in the arm uh, with with that kid's knife, the the bully's knife. And that plays a big part into issue number two, but uh, it is. Oh yeah, uh, he sliced, he sliced them. Yeah, I, I really liked this. I thought it was a good issue. I gave this yeah, one a four out of five. And I think that the story started out in the future. Yeah, with, with the missing Mel Carton. Yeah. Yeah, and he's remembering back when this actually happened. I want to talk about the second issue. Oh, here, that was 30, yeah, 35 years ago, so. Because in the second issue, they tried to do, they tried to wish something back, <laughs> and it doesn't so work. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, yeah it's, so it's, it's basically a story about these kids who end up with these magic glasses, but the the story is really good because of the uh, the characterization that is done and just getting to know these two kids and the world they live in and stuff. It's and the racism and the well, it, it's not blatant racism, but the the prejudice people have based on race and the uh, the fact that the one kid is gay, but he's afraid to tell anyone. Makes yeah. it makes it an interesting story. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it too. I was real uh, stingy though with my uh, number five, five out of fives for some reason. The only thing I gave a five out of five to was Off World. <laughs> Let's see, specs. I gave I gave it a four out of five. Yeah, I gave a four out of five to it, but I had every, everything. Was that a was four out of five, too. so I was pretty happy with everything I read. I don't remember if I had another, if I had a five out of five hidden in here. We have unprepped. Oh, I did. I did have one. I did oh, you have had one another one. Well, you had yeah. the one that you mentioned, which is heart, hard eyes. Yeah, hard eyes, and then I had one other one. What was the other one? Predator. Oh yeah, I wonder if I read. I might have given that five out of five. Let me, let me check. I read that one quite some time ago. Yeah, I was gonna look to see when this was actually published. Yeah, this is when I just pulled it out of the box because I was like, oh, I haven't read that. <laughs> I'd like to read Predator. I gave this it a October. Four. I gave it a four out of five. Yeah, this is October. It's <clears throat> not that long ago. I notice I've been a little more stingy with my fives out of fives, but. Um... Well, they're precious. They yeah, used to I'm be being, more willy-nilly with being, your five but, out of But five. if you look at like me being happy with everything I've read, I gave the majority of everything I read a four out of five. Yeah, I mean, four um, out of five is above average, so... Oh, yeah. So, um, Unprepped, I gave a four out of five. I, I liked it. I thought it was the uh, new Chuck Dixon. Uh, Scott Beatty. Yeah, I gave it a four to five. So this is probably creator owned, right? I'm guessing. Yeah, and Marlon Shoup is the artist. This is another Antarctic Press. But Chuck Dixon's done stuff for Antarctic Press. You know what I like about Antarctic Press is the founder and the editor in chief and the submissions officer. I'll do work for them. <laughs> they do comic work. So, like... I, oh, I, I David Hutchinson, the, yeah. Joe White does stuff. Ben Dunn does stuff. Brian Denham. I don't know if Joe Dunn... Oh, yeah, Brian Denham does stuff. I haven't I seen anything Dunn from Joe Dunn, yeah. He might just be busy with the business side of it. Yeah. Which I swear, I thought Ben Dunn used to run it, but... It looks like Joe, or maybe he and Joe used to run it together or something. Maybe he so handed this, it over. Because this just says founder Ben Dunn. Yeah. So I don't know if he's stepped down or if he's too busy with his warrior nun. Well, I think they're doing pretty well. Like, I <clears throat> I think warrior nun helped out a lot. Um 
in terms of paycheck. But uh, I, I think they're oh, doing course. well enough because they're as, – as long as I've been getting them, they've been putting out like roughly like eight books a month and still being able to keep up like that model. I don't know if it's quite eight a month, but they, they do have a number a month. Well, they have Gold Digger that comes out monthly. They have Ninja High School. They have all the exciting planet yeah, horror comics. Right. Yeah. They have Manga Z now. They have they usually have some like Chuck Dixon book. Yeah, um, and they usually have a Patriotica type book. Yeah, so of some I mean. Sort. They they have a lot of the work from the one that I don't like that does cat shit because I just thought it had no oh, yeah. it, yeah, it, it, it read like it read like an encyclopedia that's why that was, I didn't I didn't like was, it yeah that was a rough read um if 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 it was more personalized I think I would have enjoyed it or yeah. that could get into the characters but it was more like reading a a war if you manual want to know facts about the war yeah yeah how how all the machinery works <laughs> how the guns work yep but this one yeah so this is one of the chuck dixon ones which so far i've liked all the chuck dixon stuff that has come out through antarctic yeah this one was pretty good um the premise of it's pretty simple they're having a barbecue and this one guy's talking about you know preparing for the end mm-hmm. of world the end of the world type activities and they're kind of blowing him off this this family and his friends and oh yeah this guy's doing but they're unprepared when when the actual scenarios actually starts to happen so that's the problem yeah there's a there's a, a solar flare or something and everyone's kind of ignoring like on the news they're saying there's gonna be this sort of flare and everyone's kind of you know ignoring it and too busy with their lives or whatever but then all of a sudden it hits and there's all the power goes out everywhere and this plane crashes like in their neighborhood like a comes down and crashes and then another one crashes and they realize we're in the we're in the flight zone for these planes (laughs) or we're in the uh yeah because they're near the airport yeah the path that the planes take to get to the airport so we need to get the hell out of here because there's just going to be planes falling on us. So Look. one of the neighbors has a uh, like an old VW van that apparently doesn't use any electronics. And they drive... He, 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 all the neighbors like hop into this van and they start driving. And they're headed to that guy's house, it looks like. Yeah, and they decide, well, I guess we're going to have to go to... That dude's place to use his shelter. Yeah, beg Jake to take take us with him. <laughs> Wasn't there a cop that stopped them and was like, I yeah. need to commandeer your vehicle? And they're like, fuck you. Stop on the gas. He's shooting at him. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Yeah, it was well it was well written. It was well done. Another Antarctic book. We're becoming the Antarctic uh, podcast. <laughs> Antarctic yeah, you know what I read another issue of and I enjoyed the hell out of it is that un uh, uh, alpha betas. Oh, alpha betas. <laughs> the humor in it was just funny as is is funny as hell, and I I usually don't laugh out like loud at some of the scenes, but they were they were funny. Yeah. 
Because well, the one the one villain that took over the game, the, yeah. the t- and they have to go in and infiltrate the game to try to take him out. He's like a digitized, bald looking thing from like Lord of the Rings. You know what what is the guy that's precious? The Gollum. Gollum. He yeah. looks like Gollum, except he's got a huge cock. Like it, it's like this <laughs> huge huge set of balls and dick. <laughs> That's funny. It is hilarious. It's, and just the, the the way these guys talk in, about gaming together, it's funny, their banter. Yeah. It, it is. Well, I was going to say, it, it's good because given that, given that neither of us are, are gamers. Yeah, why do I? I have. Enjoy, and enjoy the humor means that they wrote, they, they wrote it in such a way that it appeals to people who don't necessarily know yeah i have no business know that world this comic probably because yeah. <laughs> right but that just means it was well done right because they could have written it in such a way that you read it you would read it and be like i don't understand any of these jokes or what they're doing but they written it wrote it at such a they wrote it at a level where it appeals to us which is a good thing and yeah. they, they may have done that just by going Low but you know who <laughs> you know you know who wrote it and who's really good. At least he's on our radar. Is Kyle Starks? Oh, that Kyle Starks? Yeah. yeah. That's that's the they made a good decision bringing him in because he's yeah his stuff is not a lot of people can do funny stuff, but his stuff is always has always hit the mark for me. Yeah. I've always enjoyed his stuff, and his stuff is usually funny stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. I'm glad that it. It has kept up because I did enjoy the first issue. Shoot him in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of that kind of humor in it, like they they were pooping in video games and stuff. It's like just <laughs> hilarious. I just like I think it's so funny. Um, yeah, that's a book that I I don't know like even art wise I I enjoy it, <laughs> but it. it it's not in my wheelhouse because it falls into the cartoons Rick, Rick that and I Morty. Rick and yeah. Morty things that I just don't dig. So I, it's it's funny. But um, let's get to uh, Draculina. Draculina. So this, I, I do want to point out that issue one is really good in in terms of uh, sort of standing on its own, like it without having read all the Vampirilla. Mm-hmm. But but because Christopher Priest is writing this world, like he's writing this entire Vampirella world, yeah. and the, it do, it does have some references to things that happened in the past. Yes, but it what what but, I want to get to is as as you read the story further, it yeah. gets more into that. It gets more into okay. like the Vampirella, Dracula, Unholy series, and other stuff that I may have not have read. Yeah, and. Uh, the, they do have it has links into some of the motivations. So as you read further, it might not work as well because there's some characters that that show up, and you don't really understand like why they're there unless I'm aware of them because of solicits, and I'm aware of what I read in Vampirella. 
but I'm I wasn't aware of certain things because so I didn't read them. So you're better off reading these in order, probably. Probably, like you'll get the full thing. effect. But I will say it worked really well for me as a series. Like I'm I'm really looking forward to the new Draculina, uh, because it, I like what they set in place here. Um, one thing I I was really interested in reading is every issue opens up with about San Francisco and sort of puts out mm-hmm. like these facts and man i don't know <laughs> I, I like he even references some of his factoids like where he's getting these metrics on on san francisco but it sounds like a horrible place to live <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i knew it was bad because i've read in the new i've seen on like 2020 and other shows about cost of living mm-hmm. and like the culture that it to live there like you have to have like four like four money people per household just to live in a small apartment yeah i don't know how people who aren't millionaires do it live in california but it also says like it's got the the homelessness like the homelessness ratio is like super high and the government spends a lot on the homeless and it does it doesn't fix the problem it just manifest it makes it worse and like it's interesting there because uh, each each draculina opens up with sort of like a walking scene of somebody walking in san francisco <laughs> uh-huh. yeah and talking about it but i really i really like the younger the younger girl that's in this uh, Draculina comic that's supposedly another version of Draculina from the time stream. And they is that switch. What it is? Okay. Yeah, they sort the confusing part is they sort of like uh one one is in LA, Draculina is in LA and the younger girl is in San Francisco moving with the detective. The one thing you don't get from the story is the detective thinks that Draculina killed her brother. So she's sort of after Draculina. Okay. And the art, I think, is really well done. Michael Sta Maria. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I like how he draws the... Uh... There's one panel that I really loved, which is the the younger girl like wakes up in bed next to some dude. And it's an unflattering picture of her just like snoring in bed, and it's just like <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, a dead <laughs> guy. Funny. Yeah, next to a dead guy. Yeah, and she wakes up and sees he sees that he's dead, and she's like, "Oh, not again." So, this girl is Draculina, which is very weird. But she's sort of uh, it has to do with the this demon Belial or whatever. She thinks of Belial as a mentor who has, has taken the body of a gangster who was like an uncle that is with her. And uh, <clears throat> she's marching along with this detective. This detective doesn't believe her bullshit. Um, there's some really great art with Draculina, like flying in the sky with her wings and an, mm-hmm. uh, two axes. And, and she kills this guy who's driving a car. <laughs> really good action scenes yeah and then she's sort of running a corporation the the river 
East uh, Corporation with this other uh, with this other guy, and the young girl has a candle, and if it's lit, it's supposed to do a couple things. It's supposed to uh, heal her if she's injured, and also switch bodies, like bring Draculina to the same place that she's in. But this right. gang, this gangster they but, show, uh, you know how they're, you know how he does these stories where these police are confronting this guy that's just picking up his paper and throwing it in the recycle bin. It looks like uh, that gangster plays a part in all of this. Like he's what the little girl is trying to get to. She's trying to get to him. And she also has a talking rat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's demon. right. Who's a demon? But there's so there's one part where uh, Draculina is like in a car, like racing down the road, and she like injects something into her neck to pass out. So is it when she's unconscious they switch bodies or something? Because it looks like she intentionally got into, was driving down the highway, made herself pass out so the little girl would take over her body and then get into an accident like she's trying to kill her yeah i think when one's lot when one is functional the other one's not you get that impression but then it gets confusing later on as you read other issues because they're functioning well after the candle is lit yeah, it has something to do with the candle too yeah. after the candle is lit they can function together okay. but I, I don't think until the i think draculina gets frustrated because it's one or the other. In other words, unless the candle's lit. Unless the candle's lit, then they can both be yeah. alive. Okay. Yeah, so Draculina's trying to kill this kid. <laughs> yeah. And this one must be a, a successful series because we got another series coming back next year that was solicited. So I'm looking forward to it because I really like it. Yeah, it was good. A little confusing, but good. It doesn't really... To read more, it, it gets a little more confusing. Yeah. Because so, I, I think what we're missing is we're missing uh, the Vampirella piece that, that fills this in. And remember there was another uh, series called Sacred Six? Yeah. Do, do you remember? Um, that plays into it, too. Yeah, that was also Priest, right? Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Yep. So it plays into a lot of continuity, but I, I liked it immensely. I, I read the whole series. I went to the storage unit and pulled a bunch of these out. I, I started reading um, the Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor one too, which was, uh, it's not Immortal, it's something else. Invincible, Red Sonia. Okay. And uh, I read eight issues of that, and uh, I, I really liked that one too. <laughs> so I like went to the storage unit and got a bunch of Immortal Red Sonia, which is another one. And uh, I, I started reading uh, Red Sonia, Red, White, and Black, or whatever it is. Oh yeah, they're black and white one, black, white, and red one. Yeah. In that one, it's an anthology, and 
I think the magic of that one is the art teams that they put together because the stories are kind of uh, simplistic because they can't do much in like, you know, six to eight pages. But sure. uh, artistically, the artists, the art teams that they put together are pretty amazing on what they do in that, that series. I like it a lot. But the one that really stands out is a book that me and you both liked that wasn't selling well, and I thought they were going to cancel it, was Pantha. Like, I, I think Pantha is one of their best stories, even artistically. It's amazing. Yeah. And uh, it, it's leaps and bounds better than the first volume. Like, it, it doesn't even read like the first volume at all. It's so good. I like Pantha a lot. Cool. Yeah, I, I do remember I liked the first issue. Uh, we have Lord of the Jungle. Lord of the Jungle. And this had... So this is Dan Jurgens writing this one. So this kind of opens with a retelling of Tarzan's origin story. It has an amazing cover. The cover I got was, I think, just A. But it's awesome looking. It's uh, by Gary Frank. And it has Tarzan and then like a leopard and a lion and an ape and a elephant in the background. It looks fantastic. I don't have that. Oh, there it is. I got the Lee Weeks cover. Uh, let me see which one that is. I like it. Mm-mm. It's Tarzan. Yeah, that one's, a, that one's amazing, down, too. And there's a ape with a woman. You know what I like about this artist, too? Um, uh, he is Benito Gallego. Gallego. And... Uh, he he has a style that that very at least to me looks Kubert-esque in some panels, and I I like it. It looks like a cross between uh, John Buscema and Kubert, and I I really like it because Kubert uh, Kubert did uh, Tarzan for DC Comics for a long time. Yeah. And uh, I really like it, but it, I've been reading a lot of um, Wolverine um, with uh, Busima drawing it, you know, when he was Patch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks a lot like that style, too, like a cross between them. And I, I, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I, I thought I like it was the great. As well. And the coloring, too. Yeah, I did like, I like the art as well. And I, I put, like, when I wrote up about it, it's very traditional because it's basically a retelling of the, you know, the story. Yeah, the, his origin, yeah. His origin. And then it ends in a, a cliffhanger where, well, not a cliffhanger, but the situation jumps to present, in the jumps future. To present, yeah, present yeah, day. Where he's, he's coming back to uh, Africa, Tarzan is. And in the second issue, it explains why 
so like why he's there it, it gets more into the current time yeah so it has I, a lot of flashback I, I i wish this first issue went a little bit farther into the story because the first issue ends and you don't really know where it's going yet because 90 percent right. of it was just the origin story yeah the only part you get in the 50s was him on the ship and then uh him at the end yeah meeting up with an old friend right <clears throat> but I, this is off to a fantastic start uh i think it's gold in terms of tarzan and especially reading number two a lot of the Greystoke stuff even in the movies like if you if you followed the latest movie which was the lord of i can't remember what the Tarzan movie was, but it was uh, with the guy from True Blood. He played Tarzan, and it had a... Uh, uh, I can't remember what his name is now. But uh, that series was him coming back as well. That's, that's Lord Greystoke coming back to the jungle for some reason, and uh, that's what's happening in this series. And Dan Jurgens does a really good job of of writing text and explaining what's going on and the art the artist is really is really phenomenal in some of these pains like it yeah and I, I will say for you know i've read the origin of tarzan before but the, i was certainly entertained by this one as well so it was it was well told and i'm guessing there was some new stuff he threw in there yeah there is stuff So I was really happy with Lord of the Jungle. Actually, I liked in this one, they spent a lot of time with him as a kid, like, growing up with the apes. Yeah. I thought that was good. And establishing his mom as losing the her child, so she adopted mm, oh, the, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And his conflict with the other apes. That's that's a big part of his origin. Mm -hmm. And I read Gargoyles, but I'll, I'll just mention it briefly because I haven't... Uh, I, I don't know. I know it's a, a cartoon. Yeah, you don't have a history with it. <clears throat> and I know that Amanda Connor worked on it in the Marvel, Marvel, the Marvel days because I, I, yeah. I've bought some of those in the back issue bins. <laughs> But I never, I haven't read them yet, and uh, I knew it was a popular cartoon, but I, I yep. didn't, I don't know the premise. But the premise is there's a, a cop, uh, a female cop that actually has a relationship with a gargoyle, and that gargoyle, there's a bunch of different gargoyles that that are that protect the city essentially. Yeah, they come to life. They come to life, yeah. And I, for all these covers of Gargoyles, I've bought the Perillo covers because I'm a Me too. Luciano. Yeah, I got Perillo. number one in the cover. The only, I only got only ordered number one, but I was severely tempted to just get the single issues just to get all the Perillo covers because I think he's doing like yeah. one character, a different character each cover. Well, they do a really good job for somebody that I, I don't know how this works. Well, actually, I do because uh, Ryan from Star Joe's liked it a lot. 
and he he has experience with the cartoon. He's a fan of. I, I was curious to, to see it because it spends a lot of time introducing the world to you and all of the different gargoyles that are in the world. Okay. Which was good for me because I, I don't know. Yeah, so they wrote it for for both existing fans and for new people. Yeah, cool. this yeah. sold a bunch of copies from them, but probably yeah, I saw their because numbers. of the a lot of gargoyle fans were buying like 10 copies because they could get covers of their choice so i i'm sure variant covers helped the helped situation them. of yeah. how many copies they sold yeah but i think i think we're in a good time for nostalgia <clears throat> yeah so i think that bringing something like this out is going to awaken the Nostalgic crowd. Well, they've even brought out the... uh, They're bringing out Gargoyles figures again. Are they? I don't know if there's... Yeah. Someone... I'm not sure which company's doing it, but yeah, they're... They're out there now. New versions. Nice ones. Expensive ones. I miss toys, but... I, I understand. <laughs> I can't get them anymore. <clears throat> I did get my Beta Ray Bill Marvel Select figure in my oh, last yeah. DCBS shipment. Well, that's awesome. I have it on display in my room. It's big. Well, I know you're a big fan of, of that run of Thor for sure. Beta Ray Bill specifically. I used to always like uh, Enchantress's sister in that 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 particular era of uh, Walt Simonson's of uh, Thorian. Yeah, what was her name? Leah Lull. I can't remember her name, but uh, I'm not sure. I'm bad. She with was names. she she was a big player, more so than the Enchantress. I remember. So um, the only other book that I think we, we need to cover is Predator. Yeah, Predator. This is... Did I say when this was published? Oh, yeah, this was October. Yeah, so this is the Ed Brisson arc from uh, Marvel. And in this one, it opens with the... Uh, someone fighting a uh, a predator on a planet and she kills it and then she says damn it like she's upset about it and you you find out that this this woman is you get a flashback yeah you get a flashback and find out that her family was... I can't remember what they were doing on some planet. It sounds like the the her family and who, the whole entire crew was slaughtered by a predator when they landed on a planet. Yeah. And she she was able to... Or, I, I, think the pre- I, I think the predator left her there. Like, he could have killed her, right? 
She went in. She she was hiding. I know she hid, but I I thought the predator. Well, then she cut she cut off his tooth. Yeah, she did. His fang. But in essence, so that was when she was a kid, and now years later, she's an adult, and she's basically trying to find him and kill him, <laughs> and stop the predators. So she's found a way of learning where the predators are going to go and she goes to the planets that they're going to attack and kills them. That's what I like about it is they flip the switch on who the predator is in this book. Yeah, she's she's hunting yeah. she's hunting the hunters, yeah. And I've I I've heard mixed reviews on this because there there's a couple of people I know that liked it like me and you and then I know Drew from Comics for Fun and Profit liked it a lot. But then I know people that are big Predator fans that were disappointed because the, it, it was a it was a Predator hunting pre, you know it was focusing on somebody that was hunting Predators <laughs> and that's what I liked about it it made it different to me. Yeah, I think I think it's a a fine way of telling the story. But to me, the the a Predator and Alien world. franchise are not about them. It's about the characters that are in that situation, kind of like a zombie film. That are fighting the predators. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's what the strength of it's in the characters that are trying to survive. Or... Because the predator itself is, even if you go back and, did you see that new one yet? Prey? Yeah. Well, Prey. I think I saw that one. Prey was about a Native American woman being hunted by a predator. And uh, that one was about her. You know what I mean? It, the predator right. is just a, a thing that's hunting. It, it's it's right. He's the uh, the sli- the slasher in a horror yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, chasing mm-hmm. everyone. Right. But the movie's really about Arnold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I liked this a lot. I thought it was really good. You know, I don't think I saw Prey. I saw the one before Prey, but you I didn't have you, you didn't you didn't have Hulu, so you probably didn't. Yeah. I was at a Hulu original. Y- yeah, direct to Hulu. Uh. Let's see that. Let's see if the library has it. Nope. I don't like these stuff that our services produce themselves and are streaming because you can't get it anywhere else. <laughs> That's not fair. Well, you don't have Disney Plus, so I mean, that's the best package to have is Hulu, Disney, and ESPN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someday I'll have to give in and Get that one as well. <laughs> Certainly just, a lot of stuff I want to watch on them. So. I don't know if you can get monthly, but that might be the what you want. Is just to invest one month and schedule what you want to watch, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but knowing me, there'll be enough stuff on there that I'll just be like, eh, I'll just keep it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll find... 
I mean, there, there's a couple of streaming services that I think are outstanding. One is uh, the Disney package because you get both all of it. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, Netflix is a must. Amazon Prime, I think, has a, some really good selections, especially if you're like into cheesy movies. They have a lot of them. Yeah, they have. A they lot have a lot, a lot of, a lot of like B movies for sure. And and I'm and documentaries into that. too, like rock and roll yeah. documentaries and stuff. Yeah. And I mostly get that for for the shipping and stuff, but I I, I like Amazon Prime quite a bit. Paramount Plus is really good. Like, they have a lot of good stuff on there. Well, that's where I, I can't get rid of that until I've finished watching all my Star Treks, which will take years. <laughs> but you really need to get into the Chris Sheridan stuff, man. The the Yellowstone, Tulsa oh, yeah. King, and the um, I haven't gotten into Tulsa King yet, but I'm going to watch it. Um, and also the uh, mayor of, what do you call it, Kingstown or whatever. Yeah. Chris Sheridan's amazing. Like, he his stuff is really good. Plus he's got those, uh, like, 1883s. And that yeah, one. that's what I'm saying. You should watch yeah. that. That, that. You have it now. You There's no excuse. <laughs> it, it is amazing. Bill, you would be blown away because it's told through a – a girl's a, a young girl uh, going on a wagon train's eyes through her eyes. It's amazing how they how it's done. Really cool. Yeah, I know that people like that one a lot. Yeah, and, and that leads to Yellowstone, and Yellowstone's a different beast, but it's uh. I did watch this pretty amazing. Of Yellowstone. Yellowstone's like Friday Night Lights for me. I could just marshal through it. Like it's so good. Yeah. Based on characters again, like the the thing I like about Yellowstone is you, they're all they all have a bad side to them, like they're not good people, <laughs> but yet you root for certain people mm-hmm. because they have like good motive motivations or something like that, but they're, they're willing to do stuff that's not ethical to to get to the end goal. Yeah. So yeah, it's love those shows. But that like Paramount really wants Yellowstone back, but they uh they lost the streaming back because they sold it early to NBC. So Peacock has Yellowstone. Okay. And they they're just waiting for it to expire so oh, they can grab the grab it back. Rep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bought Peacock Peacock for Yellowstone. Yeah, I was wondering why those were on different different channels. Yeah. So they made a bad. Well, it's decision. one it's one of their drivers, <laughs> like for how they. Well, Yellowstone's di- different though in the fact that you can't stream it until the season is over. And then it goes to Peacock. So, like, right now, I'm watching it live from Paramount TV, which is on DirecTV. Okay. So, that's, like, the only way to watch it live. Gotcha. But, yeah, it's a complex Then it jumps to Peacock. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what, like, HBO is getting out of sort of a lot of their streaming game was, like, 
well, shit, we have our own service. Let's just own Warner Brothers. But they find out they find out how much money they're losing because they're not licensing their movies to other streaming services. So now they're sort of changing their paradigm. Yeah, that is interesting. In that, if you produce something and put it on your own channel, streaming, yeah, yeah, you you get subscribers, but it's not enough to warrant the money that you can get, make on yeah, a bulk sale. At some point, you're not going to get more subscribers based on it, so it's probably worth it to sell it and get money for it yeah <laughs> at least for a year or two or whatever mm-hmm. and then bring it back at some point loan it out hey that works because if they start doing that for everything then you can just subscribe to one thing and just wait until they get the license for stuff <laughs> yeah i was meaning to ask you if you bought this one magazine because I, I wanted to add it to our list if you got it, because... I don't think com- I did. comic magazine. Yeah, I didn't get it. Oh, okay. I, I know what you're talking about. It's like Bleeding Monk or something like that, or... What is it? <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. I'm trying to... What did I file this under? F? I don't think it was Bleeding Monk. At least if it's the one I'm thinking of. No, there, there's a, there's two of them that are interesting. Mutiny is one of them. That's what I'm thinking. The mutiny. No, I did it's not the order mutiny. It's the brooding mo- muse. Ooh, I did get the first issue of that. Oh, so uh, let's do that. Can I we do that? Order history, muse, and that's just a, that's like a uh, creep creeps right. It's, it's sort of like it. It's got articles, though. Um, but it's also like, uh, yeah, Creepy Magazine. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. I have to find it. <laughs> Is it comic book size? No, it's magazine. Oh, man. I hate it. magazines. Man, the art is great in it, though. I have to find it. I'm looking at it now, and it's... Yeah, I did flip through it when I got it. It looked pretty good. I just have to find it. Who's the publisher? I think it's just um, Brooding, Brooding Muse Publishing. Cherry Bomb Comics. I guess LLC. I'm wrong. Let's see if I can find it. It should be easy for you to find. It's a magazine site. <laughs> oh, I did read something else. What? I read Big Ethel Energy Volume 1. What Archie is that? Comics. Oh. <laughs> well, tell us about it. It's their web their web comic about Ethel that they've that they're collecting now. Big Ethel what? Energy. Energy. So this, and this, this this was a trade because they collected the digital stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, it was digital, and yeah, they're bringing out the collections now. And this is about Ethel is grown up, and she's living in I think New York, and she's a she's a, a writer in New York, writing for like magazines and stuff, and she gets a 
a text from uh, <clears throat> what's her name? It might be Bet Mrs. Grundy. Betty, Veronica. Mrs. No, the... Mrs. Grundy. Okay. Who was her a teacher? A teacher from high school. Inviting her to help her write a book on the history of Riverdale. And um, Ethel's, I think she's like in between jobs, writing jobs. So, and she hasn't been back to Riverdale in a while because she kind of, it's kind of the situation where she grew up in this small town and she wasn't particularly liked or anything. And she's gone off to New York and made a name for herself. So she's like, has a has a, a life separate from Riverdale, and so she's kind of hesitant to go back to Riverdale. But she decides, well, you know, it's a job, so I guess I'll go back and and do it. So this is about her going back to Riverdale. And when she was in high school in Riverdale, she always had a crush on uh, Jughead. And she comes back, and she, she's embarrassed when she sees him, and he, he's kind of like standoffish to her. So kind of, and there's like flashbacks of like when they were in high in high school and stuff. It's really good. <laughs> who, who wrote it? Let me see who. So Siobhan Keenan was is the no, no Carol Brown Ahmed was the, the writer. It was good though. I I quite enjoyed it. It's a. I mean, it's a, a classic story of the. Uh, how big is it? Is, is it uh, like 80 pages like or is it more? No, it's like, uh, I don't know. A manga, a manga, okay. No, it was like 200 pages. Is yeah, it, it's what's small, the size it's of it? Is, is it size traditional or is it like a trade, like a digest size? It's like digest size. It's not as small as a manga, but it's the smaller, I guess the smaller Archie collection size. Ah, because I think they did Joe the Joe I think the Josie collection they brought out I think it was the same size. If I'm not mistaken. Well, I I read something that you'd be interested in. Um, <clears throat> this was a Manara book. It Ooh, was sexy called uh, Pandora's Eyes. And this is a, a pretty good one. It's it's a pretty big hardcover. It was 20, 25 bucks from Humanoids. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes dip my toe into Manara because he just uh, he draws beautifully. Oh, I found the brooding muse. He does, yeah, he's amazing. But this one uh, is pretty interesting in terms of a story. The the story is let me see who writes the story. I think I might have, I might have, I know I bought a Humanoids Humble Bundle at some point, so I might have this electronically. Vincesno Cerami is the writer. Cerami. I don't, I can't pronounce it. But, um, very cool story, um, because <clears throat> she's a, Pandora is a beautiful, a beautiful woman. But she gets kidnapped by what you think is like sex trade people. But it's really like their government trying to capture her 
in order to draw her father who she doesn't know out because her father is a gangster like he's an old school gangster and through her eyes it looks like her father is capturing her like trying to kidnap her but it's not it, it's the government trying to capture her so they can arrest the father and it turns out to be a really cool story and uh, I, I liked it quite a bit. And beautiful artwork. He draws women like nobody's business. Did you have it digitally? Yeah, I think I do have it digitally. So I'll have to... Yeah, I like the humanoid stuff. And actually, humanoids is one that I think I would like reading digitally the other thing that i read was a trial of the amazons which was an event that happened in dc comics through trial of the amazons nubia and the amazons wonder woman and uh, wonder girl mm -hmm. and then concluded in a comic book called artemis wanted the interesting thing about this series is the event doesn't include Artemis Wanted, but it's like key. It because um, what what this is is um, the Amazons are protecting this doom doom doorway that imprison all kinds of monsters and Thermoscara and and Dimas. Medusa actually came out of there, <clears throat> but Medusa's sort of subdued and she's working with Nubia. But there's two new factions of uh, of uh, Amazons. One of them, we, which we know, um, what are they called here? The Bana Migdal. And that's where uh, Artemis comes from. And uh, the other one is a new one called the Escasitas, which is located in Brazil or near Brazil and is from the new Wonder Woman. Um, the sorry the new wonder girl and it turns out to be in order to keep peace they're going to have a, a tournament to select the new queen and hippolyta is murdered uh through poison and it turns out to be a popular amazon and you don't know like why why she chose to do what she chose to do and that was like if you just read the series as it is, you're like, why did she do that? It makes no sense. But if you read Artemis Wanted, you'll understand everything, like the motivations of why the murder was committed in the first place. But uh, yeah, it was really good. I I liked it quite a bit. And then I caught up in Chainsaw Man. <clears throat> I read volume five, so I've actually gone through five volumes of a manga, and I ordered three more, so I, got, I ordered six, seven, and eight. I, I like this one a lot better than the previous uh, issue. I thought it was pretty good. But I did try to re watch the cartoon on Hulu, and mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. I still can't do the anime yet. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> It's really close to the comic. I mean, it's really close to the first volume, the first episode. Mm -hmm. It's almost verbatim, and uh, I just didn't like it. But uh, I, I do like the manga, so I'm keep keeping on going. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. 
All right, so all we have so far for next time is uh, Behemoth, uh, Ballad of Gordon Barleycorn, Illusion Witch, and Brooding Muse. And we might want to just throw the spawns in there because, man, I am fucking... The, he's just pumping it. I'm already like... <laughs> three, yeah, I'm like... I have at least three of each issue to, to read. Oh my goodness. I probably don't have as many. I haven't got my latest one yet, but we can read. I guess I can see what I have. Well, that's your, that, that's your job, is to tell me what you have. So there's homework involved. I'll just do it right now. Spawn. Oh, this is difficult. <laughs> So I have King Spawn up to seventeen. Okay. Gunslinger up to nine. Up to nine. And spawn. And scroll. Up to three, three, five. Three, three, five. And what about uh, scorched? Scorched. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna do scorched. Scorched. I have up to twelve. All right. Looks like there's two in my next shipment. Oh no, just one. Thirteen. Yeah, I'm up to twelve. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode. And uh, you can reach Bill at dbm00 on Twitter. Me at Mike Myers Brunch. Our emails are Mike at comicbooknoise.com and Bill at comicbooknoise.com. And Harley, no. Harley is at Harley. And Harley, no. And uh, our website is geekbrunchpodcast.com. Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, happy 2023. May it be a fortuitous year for us all. Yeah, and our hips and backs are (laughs) still surviving. (laughs) Yes. All right. right. Talk to you later. Happy New Year. See you. All right. Bye. Bye.